Hello and welcome to episode 48 of the Cadaver Lab Podcast. I'm Mike. And I'm Sam. And uh, it's been quite a while. It's been like a month. It's It's been a month and two days since our last episode has been released. Wow. And this probably won't be released for another couple of days. But, wow. But uh, yeah, how about that, man? Where have we been? Christmas. Holidays, man. I gotta Christmas. say hi to my Aunt Tina. She listens to the podcast and don't listen anymore. She listens to the podcast? That's, yeah. Your, <laughs> your aunt does? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, anyways, she doesn't know me. What do I care? <laughs> <laughs> Plus, you're all the you're the one that says all the weird shit. I know, I know it. Did you hear that? I was going to say sh- the s word, but since your since your aunt's listening, I just I just said shh. That's good. Good. Well, yeah, you know, that's, a, that's a good habit to get into, anyways. You know, we ugh, cussing. It's for dumb people. <laughs> all right, just teasing. Uh, okay, so. Uh, it's been it's been like we said a month, so it has been forever, which means that we've got a lot of shh to talk about. Yeah, you got anything to start off with? No. You were telling me. Okay, well, real quick, just just really uh-huh. quick, we went to lunch today to talk yeah. a little bit about the podcast and whatever, because yeah. you know we just we, we were a little rusty. Yeah. And uh, you said you'd seen a couple of movies. You want to just talk about that real quick? Yeah, I've seen uh, you talking about like the ones I went to the theater to see. Oh, I don't care. Just I mean, you. I can't remember which ones you. I've, talked I've, about. I've watched a whole bunch of movies. Well, what about what about the horror or you know some of the ones that I, may people saw, here may be interested in? I saw a movie called Following. Oh yeah, which is like a, a black and white. I don't even know how old it is. It's like uh, it's got some British actors in it. And it starts out with that these, means it's old, dude. It's not old though. I'm just kidding. no, <laughs> I'm but kidding. I know, but they, and they had good teeth for some reason, which is just bizarre. <laughs> but anyways, <clears throat> so it starts out with this guy who uh, he just decides that it's cool to follow people. He's kind of like this scuzzbuck, and he's trying to kind of write. He wants to be a writer, uh-huh. but like all of a sudden he'll just see somebody, and he's like, they're interesting. So he starts following him to see where they work and all this kind of stuff. Well, he gets caught up in this. Uh, this web of, of lies and some other things going on, and so it's only it's only it's a little bit over an hour. It was kind of interesting. It kept my interest the whole time. Uh-huh. Um, just kind of it's it was kind of weird. But That's cool. And I saw Final Destination two, which I really enjoyed. Dude, that has like one that of the lot. greatest opening scenes yeah. of any movie of all time. Well, and every single time someone died, it was fantastic. Oh, dude, like it was awesome. <laughs> so. You know what? That's that's a problem with the newest one that came out. You know, and that's kind mm-hmm. of the, you know. Number one, it was a fresh idea. Mm-hmm. Number two was the exact same thing. Number three is the same thing, and number four is the exact same thing. Right. But you know what? I will I will watch part two over and over because the deaths were yeah. freaking outstanding. Right. Number three, they weren't that great. Was, I can't remember anything standing out. I think there was one that stood out where it had to do with a drive-through and somebody behind them's. Freaking engine went flying into the back of their car. Oh, I can't. Really? I can't remember how that worked out, but, but anyways, mm. uh, um, and then there was, uh, and number four was just dumb. None of the deaths were that great. Was did, number did four the one in three D? Yeah, yeah, we did see that. Okay, yep. and it, that one just was kind of dumb. Well, and and I saw a couple of movies in the theater. I saw. Let's see. Well, I watched uh, the Faculty. I'd never seen that before. That was oh, that's a good, good flick. But then I went in the theater and I saw Sherlock Holmes. I saw Avatar twice. Really. Which I, I really liked it. I know, I know. That's what you say, but I thought it was really good. But there was a preview for when I went and saw Avatar uh-huh. for Piranha 3D. <laughs> that looks badass. You know what? I think, if I'm not mistaken, and if I am mistaken, mm-hmm. the people will never hear this because I'll edit it out. Nice. But uh, I think the guy who directed High Tension 
and the guy who the same guy and directed uh, I think it was the first remake of The Hills Have Eyes is doing that. Oh really? And so you know I like those movies and if nothing else they're gritty and, and gory or whatever. So well, I'm looking forward a, to that. I thought it was a joke. No, I was dude. laughing in the theater because I thought it was like a because they were talking about Spring Break. Yeah, and then my Hot all chicks. time my all time crush of all times who, who? Elizabeth Shue. Are you serious? Yeah, dude. She's old now. I don't care. She really. Is she was on that, and she's like, I did. I did see her. Stay out of the water. And I'm sure she was in a bathing suit. She's she's hot. You know, what? I guarantee you, I know where you started that uh, crush. Where freaking uh, Karate Kid? Absolutely. And yeah. I, have a, I have a reference okay. to a Karate Kid later in the show that I am Sweet. so proud of. I am so <laughs> proud of this because if this does not make you laugh later, then <laughs> okay. I'm just going to lay down and cry because it is awesome. Okay. Well, I'm going to do my best not to laugh because <laughs> I'd like to see that actually. It's gonna uh, be good. I'm excited. That's cool. Um, I watched Dexter season four. We both oh, yeah. did. Yeah, we did. And uh, what do you think? That you know, I can't understand how that show just keeps getting better. You know, I agree. I was going to ask seasons you, in. I was going to ask you how you think it rate how it uh, stands up to the other episode or uh, sorry it seasons. Get, every season has gotten better. It starts out. You with know the ice what? I, I disagree a little bit, but. Did you see well, think I think two was weak, weaker than number one? No, no, no. I like number one. I like number two. I didn't like number three as much as number four. Uh-huh. I right. didn't like... Number three was okay. It was the one with... Uh, right. Oh, but you said you didn't like that as, as good as number four? As, as good as the other ones. See, and I like that one. I Did liked, you? Yeah, because it was really tense for me the whole time that... Because uh, you have a crush on that main that, dude uh, who used to be on NYPD Blue. Well, it's Senator Jimmy Bail Smith. Organa now. He's, he's oh, Senator Bail Organa. Sorry. And so... <laughs> <laughs> and so I was nervous the whole time because he knew about Dexter and it made me nervous. By the way, did you say Senator Bill Organa? Bale. Oh, it's I was like, Bale Organa. I was like, are you serious? It's Princess Leia's I know, stepfather. Like, I know who uh, uh, foster parents father. or whatever. Yeah. But the, you know the funny? I thought his name was Bill. And no. I'm like, are you, you couldn't come up with a better name than <laughs> no, Bill? It's, it's Bale. You got to be shitting me. <laughs> I'm such a nerd. You are a nerd. I am, but I love it. You know what? Look what I put up right there. I I, I did a little redecorating a little while back of the uh, of the Cadaver Lab. Uh, uh, studio. What, studio, thank you. I was gonna, I was gonna call it the no no. Oh, right there. I'm like, yeah. what am I looking for? Oh, and gosh. I put up a couple of my box sets, and there's one. The I first like three, uh, the first three Star Wars, right there. Awesome. <sighs> now it's scarier in here. It is scary. But uh, anyway, I just, I, I kind of wanted to just bring up the, um, the uh, uh, Dexter season four, and I don't yeah. want to go into depth or talk about it because I think it deserve, if, if we were to do it, it would deserve a lot more time mm-hmm. and energy and whatever. But mm-hmm. but who knows? We'll uh, we'll figure out that we'll figure that stuff out later. I did send out all the prizes that I was supposed to send out. Do you still owe anybody anything? Probably. <laughs> who did you send Spooky Bills out? No. Well, you need to take some stuff from over there. Well, I'm going to take. You I go. think, and I owe. I didn't do a what is my who what is my thinking this time, but I owe for the last time still. I think I owe two people. I think did we did you send Florida Possum something? No. Okay, then I owe Florida Possum two others and Spooky Bill. Oh my gosh, dude, take them from the prize okay, closet. Well, and, and, I'm uh, getting rid of them. Yeah, <laughs> we actually got some more stuff to give away on the show. Um, I I don't know how much we talked about Angry Gnome, Sean Gabarin, and his uh, Short Stack Five, which uh, you and me making an appearance in. Mm-hmm. How about that? Oh, yeah. We got five signed copies to give away, and uh, so we're pretty stoked about that. Um, of course, uh, go to angrygnome.com, check those out. Uh, I don't know how we're going to do it exactly, but we will be giving those out. Mm-hmm. Uh, thanks to Sean for that. Let's see. Um, wanted to mention a couple of things. We did, we got a donation. Sweet, man. And just wanted to say thanks to Reese, who, who, uh, decided to give us a donation because apparently 
he feels like it's worth it. That, well, we appreciate that, Reese. That's really nice. <laughs> uh, we got some Christmas cards as well. Oh, that's cool. Did you see those yet? No. They're right there. Metal Mikey and Shannon sent us some, uh, are some they, Christmas cards. Are they PG or what? Um, yeah, except for the one from Mikey. He's dressed like a dude from Manowar. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's really nice. You know what? What What nice listeners Shannon's to sending us. sending us a... Wow, Metal Mikey has some great handwriting, by the way. I, I noticed that, too. Fantastic. It's funny because I handed both those, and my wife took a look at it. He said, you have girls sending you stuff? Well, I go, well, one's a girl. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Thanks, guys. That's cool. That's incredible. <laughs> um, okay, so let, let's get down to a little bit of business. Um, let's see. Cadaver Tracks. Ferguson is feverishly working on Dust Till Dawn, mm-hmm. and uh, he should have that out any day now. Mm. Any day, I'm mm. not exactly sure when. Probably next week, because we like to we like to release those in the off week of our show. Mm-hmm. And then um, the next movie that we're going to be doing is called The People Under the Stairs, starring. Uh, I just watched that recently. You did, <laughs> yeah. Well, I was going to say Marcellus. It's cheese. That guy is in yes, it. Yes, he is. <laughs> it's cheese guy. That's a, he was always scary because that's the first time I'd ever seen him was in that movie. Uh-huh. And I'd recognize him around. In the Little Caesars commercial yeah, or like, whatever. Oh my gosh, that guy is like weird. <laughs> what else? He was in a movie that we reviewed. Thing Rames. I can't, okay, I just remember yeah, his Bing name. Rames. No, no, but he was it, on the werewolf from uh, Silver Bullet. <laughs> he was in that? Yeah, he was the main guy. Really? Yeah. yeah. Remember the priest werewolf? Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's the brother in that, huh? Oh, they're not married? I thought it was... Another brother and sister. That's even better. Well, I haven't seen the movie in a That's while. So I, uh, what were you going to say? I don't know. <laughs> you are going to say something else. No. All right. So uh, that's going to be due January 31st. So make sure you get uh, all of your cadaver tracks into Ferguson at uh, ferguson at cadaverlab.com. If you need any help getting it to them, uh, you can try to use... Uh, a lot of people have been using sendspace.com. You, it just basically it helps you send large files. Uh, if you if you can't get that to work or whatever, give me an email at mike at cadaverlab.com. We'll help you out. Um, we've had a ton of people switch over the feed. Okay. We really appreciate it. Um, we're, we still had quite a few downloads on the old feed last time. but uh, So here's the deal, people. I, I, I don't think... I, I might keep the, the Podomatic feed up a bit for a bit, but I'm thinking that by the time this is out, it's going to be gone, and you're going to have to get it off the new feed. And uh, I, uh, it won't be a reliable. The Potomatic feed won't be reliable anymore. So uh, I don't want to be a jerkwad, but, but uh, you know, easier. Make the transition, people. <laughs> You'll be happy that you did. Yeah. Um, let's see. Oh, wanted to mention uh, Spooky Bill has a new... Uh, uh, has a new website. And I just awesome. wanted to kind of pimp it. It's uh, patho. Uh, let me see, pathophysiology of the dead, and he does some videos on YouTube, things like that. Go check it out at potld.blogspot.com. Basically, he's going to start putting out some videos in March, and it's. I think it's going to be some medical stuff about zombies. So wow, you know, kind of the medical angle. I think he he works in the medical field, so mm-hmm. I know he does that. So I think he's going to kind of take that experience and and uh, kind of talk about it, which I think is really interesting. Hmm. So there we go. Anyway, so that's all the business I have. That's a lot of business. Uh, well, I'm, I may or may not be done. Oh. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring this up, and if it sucks, if it's stupid, then I'll cut it out. Okay. But uh, I got an interesting email from Gracie's Poppy. And um, 
basically he just uh, in in this is just one example of a ton of emails I've been getting about uh, anybody who listens to our uh, Nightmare on Elm Street show, uh, the part two where you know we talk about that. <laughs> That's still coming uh, dude, up, uh, dude. I get a few emails a week. Well, not maybe not. Maybe an email a week about how can you guys not think that is totally gay? Well, you know? didn't we say it was totally gay? Well, no, I, I, you know, I said, well, I think if you're, remember in, in the show we said, you know, if you're looking into it oh. and you're looking at it, you know, trying to find the, the homosexual overtones, whatever, you're going to find him. Yeah. But, but to, you know, whatever, to me, it's sort of, you know what? I, I, I responded to him and mm-hmm. I want to read an email and then, uh, that I sent to him mm-hmm. and then, um, and then I have kind of a funny thing that, uh, that I saw that to, to finish this all off. All right. Here's the email. As far and I'm going to do it in my Mike's Mike's <laughs> writing an email voice. As far as homosexual overtones are concerned, here's my take. Of course, I can see what people see, and I can understand why they why they take them as gay. Over uh, oh my gosh, I'm a retard. Take them as gay overtones. I mean, that coach was over the top. However, here's where I'm coming from. I didn't see this one when it came out in 1985. I was nine years old and hadn't really been able to catch a ton of horror movies due to the fact that my parents, uh, you know, they wouldn't allow me to watch any rated art flicks. And uh, the fact that most of my buddies who I would watch movies with, they only liked action movies, you know, and stuff like that. So I, I kind of missed out on that. And I actually didn't really start watching, and I was not, not, out of, uh, not because of a lack of desire, but I didn't really start watching horror movies till, till probably, uh, you know, the late, late 80s, 89, and then the 90s. Um, and, of course, now I had this surplus of 80s movies to watch. And I just watched the shit out of them. And uh, basically, when you're watching that many 80s movies, and you look at them from you know, the whole 80s perspective, I think it makes a little bit more sense as to why I didn't, you know, why I guess I didn't like, look at that and say, oh my gosh, that is mm-hmm. totally gay. Because the 80s were a time when cross-dressing dudes were some of the manliest men on the planet. You know, you had Poison, you had uh, um, Motley Crue, and all those guys were, were totally cross-dressing. You had, uh, uh, I had pastel pink shorts, and it was okay. Mm-hmm. And I wore those, like, to play basketball and stuff. Mm-hmm. You had, like, pastel yellows. Um, I used to wear a shirt that had, uh, like, mesh over the belly so I could show my, like, rocket abs. <laughs> Not really, but, but, you know, just, I mean, it was, like, yeah. mesh over there. So, yeah. you know, and dudes would wear that stuff all the time. Right. And uh, also... Um, let's not forget Sam in uh, in uh, the Lost Boys. How he had a picture of Rob Lowe, a poster right. of Rob Lowe on his uh, on his uh, wall. And right. He had a pink Rob Lowe had a pink shirt on. And was like lifted it up to show his belly. Well, and let's not forget that there was no such thing as a gay person until 1990. And, and that and that may or may not be true. <laughs> I think it's untrue. But I'll tell you what. In my little mind, I I had no idea. You know, yeah, growing right. up in. <laughs> It, I, you know, we we were pretty. I, I will admit that we were pretty sheltered. Yeah, you know? right. My parents would not. You know what? My parents. This is my parents. My parents would not even let me listen to Bon Jovi's "Slippery When Wet" because it was too heavy metal when wow. I was a kid. You know, wow. so so that's that's what I did. So I watched all of this, and then you know I watched that one. And it, and kind of how I look at the '80s was kind of you know everybody had long hair, whatever they were, you know it was a very feminine decade, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. And I, now I'm not saying everything was feminine, but I'm saying a lot of things was fe- a lot of things were feminine, and that's just kind of how I saw it. I mean, you know, I mean it's it's like the dude. I mean, obviously, besides a coach, 
I think everything else, you know, was just kind of fit into that. Yeah. But you know, so so that that's my that's my take on it. However, I'm watching Friday, or uh, sorry, Freddy versus Jason. Yeah. This, this, uh, I think it was a couple days ago, uh-huh. and uh, I just had to laugh because. Uh, I was watching it with a commentary. By the way, probably one of the best commentaries that I've ever listened to on a uh, on a DVD. Because it had uh, Ken Kurtzinger who played Jason, Robert England, obviously, and Ronnie Yu who um, uh, who directed the movie. Anyways, it was re- it's a freaking awesome commentary. Anyways, um, as I was watching the commentary, Ken Kurtzinger made a comment about how the main cop, you know, the the dude, oh, yeah. that, it worked out in the same gym as he did. Oh really? And then, the, and then uh, I guess as they were talking, you know, they were talking about the Freddy versus Jason. The cop turned to him and said, "You're going to kill me, aren't you?" You know, just as a joke. They had a good laugh, uh, you know, whatever for that. You know, they just kind of joked about it. Yeah. Robert England started cracking the jokes about how after that they went to the uh, they went to the uh, the dressing room and started whipping each other with towels since <laughs> since they're like <laughs> oh, since they're like really? good buddies now. And uh, and then Robert England said. Uh, he got all Nightmare on Elm Street Part 2 on each other. Or something like this. So you know what? I take everything back. That's okay. But I just thought that was so funny. Straight I, from the source. You know, and I swear, it was, it was only awesome. a couple of days after I had written this email. And there's Robert England, <laughs> Freddie himself, making Friday the 13th Part 2 homosexual jokes. That so, is awesome. You know what? I, I I give it up. I will not I will never bring it up again and uh, that is hilarious. Th- there you man. go. I mean I don't I don't really know what else I can say about <laughs> that without um, you know without uh, embarrassing myself or other. Uh, real quick, uh, let's get into some voicemails but before mm-hmm. we do, uh, I just wanted to mention we got a lot of other stuff I was going to bring up on the show but I think there's just too much stuff so we're going to save it for subsequent shows. All right. Uh, and whatever. And uh, anyway, let's let's get to so we have a shitload of voicemails because we've been out for a month so if you don't like voicemails fast forward till you hear a song. But come on, they're entertaining. They're awesome. They're awesome. People we that, love it. that we care about. We got we got a uh, we we got a bad iTunes review that that said they didn't like it, which makes They didn't me, like that we did the voicemails? Yeah. And it makes me, you know... Who cares? hurts my feelings a little bit. Oh, I'm just teasing. All right, let's get to them. All right. Man, I hope this is you guys. This is voicemail, man. <laughs> this is uh, Johnny from Oklahoma. And first of all, I'd like to give a kick in the balls to Sam, you Stephanie Meyer-loving sparkle thing bastard. Man, you lost my who else said that entry, man. Um, that's no big deal, dude. But my entry was... Corny love to Kurt Cobain, you know, because he said, uh, kind of make sure it's in your mouth, or if it's in your mouth, or you won't miss or something, I don't know, I don't remember the freaking, I know it's from American Werewolf, but anyway, that's, that's the kick in the ball, Sam, for losing that, but it's not a big deal, not a big deal. Um, on the last episode, you guys talked about Orphan, how you uh, thought it was PG-13 in the theater, but it was like unrated when it went to DVD, no, it was actually rated R in theater, man. Um, it was pretty graphic in parts, like the scene where the orphan bashes in the head of CCH Pounder, which is an awesome name, by the way. But, uh, yeah, my friends and I used to have a joke that, um, when we were a kid, we, not we, well, when we were, like, in middle school, and we see movies with her name in it, we'd always say, yeah, I'd CCH Pounder. <laughs> but, uh, I wouldn't CCH Pounder, dude, she's pretty nasty looking, but, uh. That's neither here nor there. <laughs> I'm just kind of rambling at this point. Uh, anyway, I was wanting to tell you guys, I don't know if you guys know about this. I think I've mentioned it on the forums, but there's a Nightmare on Elm Street documentary that's coming out, I believe in March or April. 
it's supposed to come out before the re or the release of the uh remake. And dude, it looks fantastic, man. I say there's a new website they just started called uh elmstreetlegacy.com. You should check it out, man. And everybody should go check it out if you're uh Freddy Krueger fans cuz they have huge picture galleries and tons of awesome shit. But uh there's that. And the movie's called Never Sleep Again. Looks pretty awesome. And I also just put a thread on the forums for uh, some behind-the-scenes footage for the new Nightmare on Elm Street movie. And, dude, I'm telling you, man, like I want to be angry about this movie and I want to be pessimistic, but it looks really damn good. And Platinum Dunes really hasn't fucked up anything too too bad. So I feel comfortable with the fact that they're doing it and not a company who's going to just give us a PG-13 piece of shit. Um, like, you know, the Prom Night remake or the uh, When a Stranger Calls remake. But... So, that's pretty much all I got. Oh, man, uh, the freaking cadaver tracks are just goddamn hilarious. Ferguson is not only awesome for taking the time to throw together all these, you know, to edit this all together, but that dude is freaking hilarious, man. And everybody who's involved is just funny as hell. I mean, you guys had me rolling on that last episode. Especially, especially, uh, I believe it was when they were in the cemetery, and the zombie reaches up and grabs the chick's hair and uh, Tia Farrow's hair. And Sam started yelling, too hard, too hard, too hard. <laughs> that was, dude, that was the that was the funniest part of that damn movie. But I'm rambling. And uh, just remember, Mike kicked Sam in the balls for me for losing that entry. And uh, take it easy, guys. It's not. It's not that I lost that entry. That entry is so offensive. <laughs> <laughs> like I was telling Mike today, he saves me for myself a lot of times, but there is no saving anyone from that. That is way bad. <laughs> oh, dude that that uh, that's a, that's a great uh, voicemail. I'll tell you why. Yeah. A couple reasons. First of all, I, I actually watched the second behind behind the scenes quote unquote trailer on uh, horrorgeek.com today uh, or yesterday, and uh, you, you know I'm with you. I keep trying to trying to just be like you know what, don't just chill out, don't don't uh, get sucked in. But I it's it's hard not to. And uh, also I've seen um, I've seen the the uh, trailer for the movie for that documentary, and of course I'm gonna buy it. Or uh, steal it, or rent it and steal, or, or some crap. But uh, anyway, no, awesome call. Uh, <laughs> says what? I think that was Mike that said too hard, too hard with the hair. Because I, no, I remember no, thinking no, that was I don't, hilarious. I don't. I th- well, because you laugh at your own jokes. No. <laughs> no, because I I don't remember saying that. So uh, whatever. <laughs> oh, that's but anyways, yeah, Ferguson. We appreciate you putting that together, Kruger dude. We appreciate you calling in. Uh, make sure you know. I think it's the more the more people, the better with the cadaver tracks because it just gives you a little bit more. It gives Ferguson a little more to choose yeah, from. I don't right. think I I don't know. You'd have to talk to him exactly how he does it, but I I think that uh, he kind of picks and chooses from the good stuff and leaves out the bad stuff because mm-hmm. I'll tell you what if if uh, all my stuff was in, uh, you'd hear a lot of ball slapping. You know, <laughs> oh my gosh, Granny, the Granny's topless. Okay, I'm just teasing. Hey, Mike and Sam, Spooky Bill here. I uh, listened to your last episode and I actually had a question for Sam. Mike was telling a story about the Chinese guy they hired and him correcting him on pronouncing the name. Sam, my question for you is, how many times have you heard this story? 
because honestly, I've been listening to the show for maybe just over a year. I've already heard it twice. I have a feeling you probably heard it a, a lot more times, and uh, I was just wondering if it was one of those stories that Mike always tells anytime he talks about Chinese names. Anyway, uh, no, you guys do great. Um, it was a great show. I, I pretty much agree with you on uh, Recycle. Um, you know, I don't know if that that propaganda was even there, or I just perceived it to be there. Um, but you know, that was that was the one thing I, that kind of turned me off, and and the whole cave scene. You know, being a new, fairly new dad, I I, I don't know. I didn't like. I, you know, I, your perception changes when you have children, um, and. Uh, yeah, uh, that's all I wanted to say. Uh, you guys, uh, take it easy. Bye. Hey, Mike and Sam, Spooky Bill here. Uh, it's the 29th of December. I got my shirt yesterday. Came in the mail, I got home from work, and here it is. I ordered a shirt, and, uh, it came in the mail. I just want to say, pretty good quality. Um, the size is, actually, size is perfect for me. I got a medium, and, uh, yeah, but yeah, the, the shirt quality is really good, and I'm really impressed by it. And uh, I plan to wear it at Horror Hound Weekend. And uh, yeah, that's it. Um, well, you know, I plan to wear it before then, too. But anyway, I just wanted to say um, they did a good job, so everyone should go out and buy one. And feed the feed the Cadaver Lab piggy bank. Bye. What the crap? You're busting my balls for that? <laughs> It's a hilarious story. It's a good story. Listen, I probably I've only heard it twice, just like Spooky Bill on, and it's been on the podcast, and I laughed both times. Well, now you're making me feel all insecure because I probably told that a billion times to other people. Listen, this is what episode forty-eight. We're probably going to repeat ourselves every once in a while. All right, we just you know I never thought of it that way. Yeah, never thought of it that way. But anyways, thanks for buying a t-shirt too. That kicks ass. Yeah, it's nice, man. And uh, we appreciate it. It's going to be. I wear mine all the time. Actually, I wear it to uh, hot party places. You know, awesome. Chicks dig it. Yeah. Chicks look at the, kid, the the dead feet on my on my T-shirt, and they're like, wow. That guy must be hung. <laughs> yeah, I've got a battle axe. <laughs> By the way, I'm getting your uh, price back out. Hey, Cadaver Lab. It's Johnny the Monkey. Just wanted to call, leave you a quick message. I'm going to make it short. I'm driving home from work, ready to start my holiday break. Awesome. Uh, I got my replacement of um, Cannibal Holocaust, and uh, I should have taken the hints from the universe and not uh, reported it missing. They actually did me a favor not watching that. Um, I will uh, talk to you guys soon, and have a nice holiday. You know what? I was actually going to mention this um, earlier, but I uh, apparently it was in all that other stuff I was going to say. But this is pretty funny. His car gets broken into, and the only thing they steal is a Netflix Cannibal Holocaust no copy of way. Cannibal Holocaust. No way. And so uh, it's like number one, that person will probably never steal anything ever again <laughs> in their whole life, and number two, just like he said, it was the, it was the universe speaking to him not to watch that uh, very disturbing cannibal flick where people get their penises cut off listen i enjoyed cannibal holocaust so much that as of recently i went back and watched 
Cannibal Ferox. You did not? I did. You rewatched it? I re- no, wait. Which one? No, no, no. I'm sorry. I watched... Ma- oh, Mangiati Vivi? Uh, Eaten Alive. Eaten Alive. That's sorry. Same. That's what I meant. I enjoyed yeah. Cannibal Ferox so much and Cannibal Holocaust so much that I went back and watched Eaten Alive. It was that, awesome. It was... You know what? The, it's basically the same thing except for with the cult... With uh, the the Jim Jones cult. Yes, and the lady gets painted gold, and she has a fantastic body. <laughs> and also, the greatest scene ever. Dude, your aunt's listening. Movie. Yeah, but I didn't say anything offensive. Oh, okay. <laughs> she didn't know what I was talking about, that they painted gold. Oh, now they might. Now they might. But anyways, the most fantastic scene in a cannibal movie ever was when they, I don't know who did it and who had the job of making up something to look like junk that they could chop off. But, like, I swear they used a coconut for the sack because it looked like just like a coconut. And then they chopped something off really fast so you couldn't see it. Dude. They threw it in the water, and then they all started eating it. I was like, that is awesome. Dude, what do you think they use for uh, uh, sports cups in the jungle? Oh, Coconuts, right. That's dude. a great point. They use it for bras. And, 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 coconuts uh, are perfect because I can't ever open up a coconut. Like, I'll take a hammer to it, and I can never get in that coconut. <laughs> I'm going to use that for my cup from now on. Just think if we had those in rugby. You never would have lost your left nut. That's right. I'd still have that thing. (laughs) We got another one from Johnny the Monkey. Hey, Cadaver Lab. It's Johnny the Monkey again. I just had to call because I just watched one of the best movies I have ever seen. It's this movie called Death Sentence. It has this guy in it. um, What's his name? Kevin Bacon? Have you ever heard of him? I think Sam may have heard of him. I remember him saying something about this guy being his favorite actor of all time and how much he loves Canada. Just thought I'd let you guys know. You should definitely check it out. Bye. How dare you bring up Canadian bacon on this program? I'm going to go out on a limb here and say, even though he may have seen Death Sentence, he called in to taunt you. And you know what? It worked. Because I I was going along my merry way having a great Christmas, and I didn't think about dipshit bacon. And now it's back on the forefront of my mind. You know what? I'm actually going to bring up something uh, when we talk about New Nightmare. Yeah. That it's not about bacon, but it, but it gives me hope in humanity again as far really? as A-list uh, actors recognizing their roots. I love it. I can't good. wait. All right, good. Hey, Sam and Mike. It's Otter. Just wanted to call and wish you guys a Merry Christmas. And uh, I, everybody there at the... Uh, all the fans of the Cadaver Lab, the people that listen. So uh, yeah, I just want to wish you guys a Merry Christmas, and I look forward to at some point over this weekend, now that we have Netflix streaming to our TV, to sit down with the newest uh, Cadaver Tracks for Zombie. All right, take care, guys. Bye. Sweet dude. Thanks for calling in. Also, we're going to try, or, or Ferguson said that he's going to try to, um, for all the, the Cadaver Tracks, is that they're going to be able to, Available on Netflix or streamed on Netflix, so everybody can get them. Just want to uh, just want to reiterate the fact that uh, everybody needs to get uh, people under the stairs and nice. uh, record it. Hey guys, uh, it's Ryan, one little brother. Um, I know you're supposed to post this on the forums, but I'm neither home or no, near a fucking computer. I'm driving the streets of Jersey right now. They have ice on them all around everywhere. But that that theme you guys just played was from uh, Hatchet. Good fucking movie. Can't wait for the sequel. Um, keep up the great uh, show, guys. The episode you guys just did, the ghost episode, fucking amazing. Ah, uh, I don't know what else to say. Just sound like calling you guys. See ya. Hey, thanks for the kind words, man. 
<laughs> we just had to edit out some that Sam said. That's why we're laughing. It wasn't just me. Oh no, I said oh. I said <laughs> Yeah, all right. Mine was just in reaction to yours. Oh, okay. Maybe. I'd love that. But uh I, I was just gonna say uh I bet I bet that's an interesting uh I bet that's an interesting family dinner when you got yeah. Bond and Ryan and yeah. I think they have like twelve other brothers or something. Really? Not like twelve, but I think there's a few more in the mix. Oh, I can just imagine hilarious. that would be great. Yeah. Um yeah, sign up for the forums or else you don't win. Snap. Sorry. Hi Mike. Hi Sam. This is Shia LaPoof. Um long time listener, first time caller. Um I'm listening to the current episode of Cadaver Lab while filming Transformers 3, um, but raking car something. I don't know. I don't read the script. Anyway, um, you said that you were, feed, you were changing your feed, and I'm not sure if I understood. If I listened to if I understood you correctly, did you mean to say that you're going to change your iTunes feed and start coming to my house? Is that right? I think that's right. I'd like to think I understood you. Thank you. Love the show. Keep up the good work. Bye, guys. Hello, Michael. Hello, Samuel. This is Robert Halford. Um, I was listening to uh, the Cadaver app this week, and I noticed that you boys mentioned me again, and that I was mentioned in the context of being called the King of Metal. I am not the king of metal. I am the king of more than just metal. I am the king of all cock. The king of all rock. I am the queen of all rock, shall we say. Yes, I am... I I own all metallic things. I have several metallic things in me at the moment. you understand my meaning. Keep up the good work. Love your show. Bye. You know what? <laughs> Rob Halford and Shia LaBeouf sound identical. I think they're brothers. They they have got to be brothers, and uh, they both sound uh, like they want they 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 want the Sam here. Well, I'll the, tell you, I really appreciate Shia <laughs> calling into the show. I really get off. Oh Shia come come on, on come on no 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 uh, thanks for bringing up the feed again go to cadaverlab.com <laughs> click on the click on either the feed or the iTunes icons and uh, you will be happy that you did if you want to continue to listen yes. even to this episode actually so it's yes. probably too late hey guys Gracie's Poppy how you doing uh, I've been listening to myself on these voicemails and I've noticed that I tend to sigh and breathe heavy. Uh, that's just the effect that Sam has on me. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, I'll try to control myself. I'll try to calm myself down. Uh, not making any promises. Uh, speaking of Fozzie Furberger, Sam, dude, where the hell do you find these people? Where a dog that mutilates your unit and jism splattered all over your car doesn't seem to phase them in the least. What? What? You got spunk in your back seat? Yeah, we could clean that up for you, no problem. Oh, what was that? Fifi had your pecker as a Scooby snack? Yeah, we can develop those pitches for you, no big deal. Lawyers ask us to do this for them all the time. I don't know, guys, kind of scaring us on the way, you know? Anyway, Mike, Sam, have a Merry Christmas. 
and Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays to all my fellow lab rats out there. Take care, everybody. You know what? We were talking about that on the forums, oh, really? and I had no idea what oh. they were talking about. I don't think I ever listened to that oh, on accident. I, you know, I just put it all together and make sure the levels are right, but I didn't. Oh, man, I feel yeah, bad. Yeah, the first one I'm like, I called up. I'm like, I need some. Do you guys take, like, blow up pictures of stuff, like for court cases? And they're like, well, yeah, that's exactly what we do. I said, because I just need to call ahead and make sure because I'm in the middle of a court case because I had a dog bite my, my penis. And I need you to blow this up, but I don't want to be anybody offended because I, I mean, it's pictures of my penis. <laughs> I'm like, no, that's no, that's fine. How big do you want? I'm like as big as they can get, so it shows. I want to see the graphic bruising on my scrotum, and I, like I just want to. Well, I got to go back and listen. You know what? That's weird that I didn't hear that. And they were talking. That was a big forum <laughs> thing, and I was like, what in the hell are oh, they talking about? Oh. I just thought maybe it was because we'd been off for so long and whatever. And then but... the, the other dude, he ended up wanting my name, and I had to cut him off. The guy when I'm like semen on my ceiling, he was like, "We can we can do it discreetly. It's, we can take care of it for you. Just come ask for me." Are you serious? Why did he want your name, dude? That can spooge from a sea to the ceiling is because he, he wanted to charge me like three hundred dollars to do it, so he wanted me to come in the next day. And ah, he, he closed a sale. Anyways. Ah, anyway, that's awesome. Yes. Enough of that. I'm sure we've all heard enough of Sam's barking to last us all lifetime. Besides, we're talking about Mike and Sam here at the Cadaver Lab. Let's see, what can we find? Ah, there we go. That's more like Mike and Sam. This is Gray from the Dark Hours Horror Podcast. I haven't called in for a while, but I wanted to call and issue Sam a sincere apology for calling him a douche and saying that he sounded like... Hi, diddly-dee, life for me. Because that's not true. Sam, you're your own person. I wanted to just comment on your Friday the 13th episode. Now, I know this is a while back, and I'm a little bit late to the party, but I wanted to take issue with your thoughts regarding Friday the 13th Part 7. It may be my favorite Friday the 13th I mean, this movie is a good movie. It has some really good dialogue. So you're okay now, aren't you? I mean, really good dialogue. I, um, I saw it. It's a big pink elephant. (laughs) (laughs) Besides, it has Kane Hodder in his first appearance as Jason. And by the way, you guys didn't even mention Kane Hodder in that review, in any of the reviews, and I'm really disappointed. Especially because, I mean, my favorite Friday the 13th has got to be, oh, Jason Goes to Hell? No, no, I don't think so. Not at all. So anyways, I wanted to thank you guys for giving me a little bit of your time and entertaining all of us for so many episodes. Here's to many, many more. 
And to end this voicemail and take us out, I'm going to play what I think happens before every cadaver lab to warm up for the podcast. The only time I ever sucked a man's cock, after I finished, he looked at me and said, Well, I guess that proves we're both straight, huh? Mike and Sam, Merry Christmas. This is Gray from the Dark Hours. I just wanted to leave one more message. Um, If you wanted to abbreviate grandmother, I'd like to fuck. It would be not G-MILF, it'd be GILF. Merry Christmas. Friday Thirteenth Part Seven. You know what the funny thing is? Is yeah, he made a funny little uh, little thing there, but but uh, he really likes it, like loves it. Really? You know, I swear we would have we we mentioned that it was Kane Hodder, Kane Hodder's. Uh, no, you did because you always talk about who the actors are at well, the beginning of the movie, so you would have said it. I, I could have sworn we did anyways. Who cares? Uh, by the way, two reasons why it's a G milf and not a gilf. Number one, it's grandma. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that's what I'm going with. And number two, it was uh, Swiss Car from Death Clock that first coined that term. And uh, he said Gmilf, and I trust Swiss Car. Nice. Oh, and uh, just so you know, we this is we, that, that's, that's all of our uh, voicemails, but we do have one more treat. Steven from JFMP made us a promo. Sweet. And, uh, you know, we're going to throw that in now, and uh, then we'll throw in some tunes, and then uh, we'll get into the show. Awesome. Oh, hello, you must be the tour group. I am Dr. Fryan Cox, and welcome to the Cadaver Lab, the world's leading institute for the study of testicular manipulation. To your left, you'll see our team of experts in the field of gynecological dentistry, perfecting their form-fitting dentures for sufferers of gingivitis. To the right, our rectal engineers are refining their latex toilet tissue to protect your fingers during those accidental prostate exams when wiping a little too enthusiastically. No more poopy fingers. And behind this door, our greatest experiment of all, Mike and Sam attempt to combine sophomoric humor with horror movie discussion in something we like to call a cadaver lab podcast. You can hear the results at cadaverlab.com or just search iTunes for Cadaver Lab. So check it out, won't you? Because the Cadaver Lab podcast takes horror serious.
Fills the dead incisions in my head. Anticipation, stimulation to kill the acceleration. Inert flesh, a bloody tone, a decorated splatter brightens the room. An execution, the saddest ritual. For that, Stephen. By the way, that was freaking hilarious. That was a good time. Even man. though it brought up all of our quote-unquote incidents. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Those which shall not be spoken of, and that was freaking awesome. Um, okay, so you got anything before we get into the movies, or what? No, let's do it. Okay, so of course we are going to finish off our uh, look in retrospect of the films Friday the Thirteenth. And a Nightmare on Elm Street series. Um, you know what? It has been brought up that uh, maybe we should have done the remake. But you know what? what? What we ought to do is maybe save something for that for um, potentially when the new Nightmare comes out. New Nightmare on Elm Street. Maybe we'll do both at the same time. Who knows? We'll, yeah, we'll, we're just going to fly by the seat of our pants as far as this stuff's concerned. Anyways, uh, let's talk about Jason X. In the year 2455... On a routine training mission, a team of students 
is about to discover a life form frozen in time. Wow. They're on their way back. Prepare for docking and power up the lab. You brought him on board? Everything's under control, ma'am. What's going on? Jason Voorhees, that's what's going on. He's an unstoppable killing machine. Guys, it's okay. He just wanted his machete back. How do we get off the ship? I don't know. Look, we're gonna be all right. What are you, high? Uh-oh. <gasps> He's here. <laughs> you have got to get them out of there. Hey, Slappy. <laughs> I think we're finally okay. Is that? You've got to be kidding me. Oh, wow. He's been modified. Oh, you think? You guys might want to run. I don't think he's out there. Why don't you just stick your head out and have a peek? Uh, it was released in 2002. Um, it's actually... It had been uh, sitting on shelves for two years, so it was actually finished in 2000. Um, but it, because of, uh, a couple of different things with new line, uh, for instance, one, the, uh, head guy at new line, Michael DeLuca stepped down and whatnot. And anyway, so he, they couldn't get the support. One thing led to another, whatever. It didn't come out till 2002. Uh, it was directed by Jim Isaac and it was also written by Victor Miller and, uh, Todd Farmer music was, uh, done by Harry Manfredini, who by the way is a, f- uh, confirmed, Guest to the Salty Horror Film Festival, saltyhorrorfilmfestival.com. Make sure to go visit. Um, IMDb gave it a 4.4, which is uh, kind of low, if you ask me. Um, the production budget was uh, $14 million and the gross was almost $17 million, so it didn't make a shitload of money. It was starring Kane Hodder, who played Jason Voorhees and Uber Jason, Lexa Doig, who plays Rowan, Chuck Campbell played... Sonoran, uh, Lisa Ryder played KM, uh, Peter Menza played Sergeant Brodsky, Melissa Aide played Janessa, Jerwin Jordan played Waylander, Jonathan Potts played Professor Lowe, Doy Treffenbach played Azrael, and we even get a appearance by David Cronenberg who, at the beginning who plays uh, Dr. Wimmer. Uh, what would you think about it? You know, I'd seen this when it first came to DVD. And mm-hmm. I thought it was pretty good. Really? And then I watched it this time, and I was like, wow, this is like a really low-budget sci-fi movie. Well, of course it is. But it was still, well, you know, I mean, it was real, decent, Honestly, though. it wasn't, I mean, really, the, the budget wasn't that low. No. It was, it was $14 million. I mean, comparatively, there are a lot lower budget right. sci-fi movies that are great. But I know what you're saying. It, se- it seems like the, since the focus wasn't on, um, you know, the, the sci-fi stuff quite as much. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I still really enjoyed it. And I thought it was good. Well, let's just go through and talk about it a minute because um, I here's the deal. I again, I watched this with the commentary on, mm-hmm. and it had um, let's see, it had the um, 
director Jim Isaac, the writer was Tom Farmer, and it had the producer Noel Cunningham, who was actually the son of Sean Cunningham, who was the director of the original Friday the 13th. Mm. Uh, Sean Cunningham actually also helped uh, produce on this. And Todd Farmer, the writer, was actually the bald guy with a goatee um, in the movie, the guy who was in the virtual reality scene. Oh, really? Yeah, that, that, that was a writer. Oh. How funny, huh? huh. Um, anyway, so basically, as most of you know, this is the Jason in space. Now, I know what you're thinking. Okay, you're thinking Jason in space, they couldn't, they, you know, they didn't know where to do, they were out of ideas, so what did they do? They took him to space. Okay, I resent you thinking that. <laughs> okay, all you out there, I resent you thinking that, because I'll tell you what, in my opinion, this is, and I know Sam may not agree, but this is probably one of the most fun Friday the 13th that there, that there is. And mm-hmm. uh, basically what happens is uh, it opens up where Jason's being held by the military or something like that. Um, in a military complex, he's kind of in the middle of this big warehouse, and uh, he's in chains and all this stuff. Basically, what happens is David Cronenberg, a doctor and a researcher there, decides, you know what? We have apparently they've been trying to uh, kill him, you know, execute him for years and years, but he just hasn't died. And so this doctor wants to study him and wants to figure out what's going on. Uh, but since they haven't really been able to get close enough to him, what they're planning on doing is actually putting him in hit, into cryogenic sleep. And, uh, well, of course, it's a Friday the 13th. Well, it's not Friday the 13th. It's a Jason movie. Um, basically, what happens is uh, the doctor shows up and it, you know to kind of check out the specimen before they're going to put him into... Uh, uh, you know, this hypersleep or whatever, and all hell breaks loose. Um, it's a funny side note that David Cronenberg did this uh, cameo. Um, he actually worked a lot with the director in uh, other movies of, of Cronenberg's. Hmm. So, uh, like uh, Naked Lunch and Existence. Uh, basically, we, you know, they, they go to get uh, Jason, but of course there's the killed security guard where he was, and all hell breaks loose. Uh, basically, he gets. Uh, what happens is there's this scientist or some kind of other uh, researcher named Rowan. She lures him into the uh, cryogenic chamber, and uh, as they were fighting, Jason chops off one of the tubes and you know basically freezes the whole thing. He actually stabs Rowan as well, but they end up both getting cryogenically frozen and uh preserved how am i doing so far well good but and this is for me this is where there's there's kind of a gap Uh and and the only reason why i mentioned is because i was thinking what the hell that like 455 years go by right but nobody came to check on him after like they didn't check in with anybody super secret yeah, super secret, but you'd think that there's there's somebody would have known that Jason was supposed to be coming somewhere or these doctors are supposed to check in with somebody. I just I it was just one of those things where like I can overlook a lot of stuff, but I found myself wondering about why in the hell did uh-huh. nobody come before <laughs> I thought when the people were first coming down that they were coming to check on her after it happened, but C- then come Can to I find make out. a confession? Yeah. I thought the same damn thing. Oh you did? Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, so I mean here I am sticking up for it. But, no, I still liked it. No. I just <laughs> It was a weird gap. Well, come on. It's a slasher horror movie. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, and we, we bring this up every damn time we do one of these Friday the 13th or Nightmare on Elm Street episodes. That you have to give us certain allowances. And oh, I yeah. think I think that one is definitely one of it. Well, you know, just like Sam was saying, the, 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 it kind of throws a wrench into the whole thing where the next scene we have is this group of students who are on some kind of interplanetary uh, field trip. 
yeah. or, or something like that, yeah. I guess, field trip. Um, yeah, it's, it's now the year 2455. Earth has become too polluted to inhabit. It's some kind of just a, you know, there's a bunch of sandstorms and all, all sorts of crap. But, I'm so they've moved a, to Earth 2. I'm going to make a wager. Okay. That when people are listening to this episode uh-huh. at 2455, yeah. that <laughs> that shit isn't happening. I'm just going to... Well, gonna you want to know why that is. Why? Because, because of... Uh, 2001 A Space Odyssey and 2010 A Space Odyssey or whatever. Oh, yeah. That's bullshit. Come on. There's, we don't, I don't even have a robot. That's, I don't, that's, I don't even have a spaceship. That's a great point. You know, and you know what the cop-out is? What? They name a, a damn phone an Android. <laughs> I mean, what the shit? I do have an Android phone. Yeah, though, which well, is, <laughs> which is it's funny. definitely no C-3PO. No, that's true. What the? You know what? I'm waiting until I think it was 20... What was it, 2025? I can't remember what year it was when Marty goes into the future for Back oh, to the Future yeah. Part 2. Yeah. I'm still holding my breath for hoverboards is, is oh, what dude. I'm saying. Of course, point. by that time, I'll, probably, I'll be uh, old uh, old Biff's age. <laughs> I don't remember what year that was. It'd be it. like 48. Well, right, but I, I, if, I, if I got the year right, I, awesome. I won't quite be old Biff. That's, that's, except, that's true. Unless uh, I do all the hard living like I've been doing. Partying every night, oh, you know, geez. and that just that just ages. Going out for pancakes and French toast, I mean, that'll kill you. That <laughs> shit will kill you. And then give the they give the waitress a three dollar tip. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that was a good. That was over twenty percent. <laughs> <laughs> it was over twenty percent. Yeah, okay. the bill was fourteen something. Uh, I, okay, I know. I just, <laughs> hey, but it was over twenty percent after tax. <laughs> I'm sorry. You're you're right. I just looked at that and was like, "He's only giving her three bucks. What a cheap." <laughs> Anyways, back to the store. What? No, I can't ever go back there. I feel. And she was. She would have given you a lap dance if we wanted to. I know, she was, was so nice. She was annoying. Oh. I'm glad we used a nice and annoying as the adjectives we used to describe her. Anyways, um, oh, maybe I'll get you a refill. Maybe I will. Don't get a bitch. Oh, sorry, sorry. I was just like, don't be cute with us, little yeah, girl. Right. Anyway, yeah. um, that was I'm mean. I'm just, sorry. Okay, she probably listens. No, she doesn't. I no. It's not like she's your aunt. <laughs> Anyways, uh, yeah. So here we are. We've we've got this <laughs> intergalactic uh, uh, field trip, and uh, they go back and they find, just like Sam said, they find this scene that happened years and years before, perfectly. Still intact and um, preserved. So what they do is they grab. They, <laughs> sorry, three dollar tip. Anyway, uh, so they they take Rowan and uh, Jason up to the ship, um, and it's pretty cool because they take they take them up there. They unfreeze them, and they in uh, in the sick bay. I assume that's what you call it in the future. They didn't. I don't know if they actually use the word sick bay or anything like that. But uh, they put Rowan in there, and then they have what are called nanobites, mm-hmm. nanobots, nanobots, nanobots. That are these tiny little spiders that that uh, actually go into your skin and and your wounds and heal you. And so you know, in, in since Rowan had been stabbed, they went in there and they took care of her and they fixed her up perfectly. And then they also un uh, they also thawed out Jason, which. Which obviously was a big mistake because uh, we all know what happens. And it's funny because um, 
there there's one girl who's working on you know Jason. He she plucked out one of his eyeballs and she froze it in some. Uh, what do you call that stuff? Uh, liquid nitrogen. Liquid nitrogen, perfect. And uh, it froze it up, and it was kind of looking around. And uh, she she shoot off these two people. This this dude and this girl who were just obviously weren't paying any attention. Were just kind of groping each other. And so they went to have sex. And right when they started having sex, Jason could sense it that there was premarital sex going on. It's not that he senses it; he can smell. When Yuck. a dude's prostate starts to swell. Yuck. That, Just so that's you know, his talent. That is gross. But that's his talent. I don't know. I'm going to think it's a it's a psychic it's like leak. A, it's like a homing beacon. A swollen prostate is like a homing beacon that you're going to get your head chopped off. <laughs> really? Yep. Yep. But for however however it worked, Jason's prostate homing beacon <laughs> went off. He wakes up. One of the best deaths in the whole yes. freaking series. Yep. Grabs a girl that's still in the is still in the lab. Sticks her head in the liquid nitrogen. One of the best deaths. In one the of the best deaths in the series. He grabs a girl by the back of the head, shoves her face in the liquid nitrogen, and smashes it against the counter. Well. And it's great because you see her free her face freeze under the like yeah. the nitrogen. There's, there's a camera a cam- angle yeah, goes exactly. underneath, so you see her head going. You know where you see people when they get their head put in the toilet. You know right. that angle, uh-huh. and then her face just freezes, breaks, and then just brings out and crushes it oh, on yeah. like, the counter. And you see like half of her face, like the inside of her. Oh face. yeah, it was, oh, it was awesome. like a it was gr- it was just great. Oh, and it was for awesome. for those of you who've seen this movie, you know exactly what we're talking about because yeah. that's probably the best scene in the movie. There's one other kill that rivals it that I'll talk about in a minute. But anyway, so. You know, kind of as a side story, uh, there, there's this uh, cool robot. You know, it's uh, her name is KM, and uh, she's just kind of this. Uh, what, what do you call that? Android? Not Android? Is it Android? Is that a human esque? Did you say her? Yeah, I thought that was Macaulay Culkin. <laughs> the, the the robot? Yeah, that was a chick. <laughs> yes. You know, let's. I need to bring this up right about now. Okay. Because I noticed that this movie, while it only had a fourteen million dollar budget. Went for big stars and fell a little bit short. Okay. Because I went through and there were lookalikes for every single character. Wait, wait, who looked like Macaulay Culkin, the dude, not the robot? No, KM looked exactly Are like Are you serious? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> if you go I back mean, and look at that, you're like, that's Macaulay Culkin. I was so, too busy watching her nipples fall off her boobs. Yeah, well, that, and that was ridiculous. Notice. But like Sergeant Brodsky was Tony Todd. Yeah, it's true. Bald Tony Todd. Yes. Jessica Alba played Rowan. Yep. Oh, my gosh. You're right. Xander from uh, uh, Buffy Buffy the Vampire Slayer was Celeron, the dude that that was in charge of the robot. Okay. (laughs) Dennis Franz was Engineer Crutch. He was. Dennis Franz was. Robert England was the pilot. Yep. That was hoping to get some. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. And Mario Lopez was the student that ended up laying that one chick. You know what? Do me a favor. What? Never speak of Mario Lopez like that again. I I will not. He would never. You hold him sacred. I love that hairy Spanish, (laughs) or hairless Spanish Spanish bastard. (laughs) Sony, but I I notice it every single person. Yeah. It's funny that you mention that because... yeah, they almost looked familiar. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, oh, okay. It helped put me at ease to watch the movie. I'm like, I know these people. I mean, I, I know these people. Now, at this point, we know that there's this kick-ass android. We know that Jason's on the loose. Um, I mean, the formula kicks in, and you get uh, some, you get some, a bunch of deaths, some spectacular, some kind of average. Uh, one I wanted to mention was is there's kind of these military people on the ship as well. And uh, there's a group of them running around, and, you know, obviously they know there's a threat, so they're going after them. Well, one guy, 
apparently is fighting Jason in and there's this uh, room where there is a giant upside down corkscrew. Dude gets thrown on it and then he just like twists oh, yeah. as he goes down. And that was a kick ass kill. Yeah. Well, anyway, even so, better than that was uh-huh. the one liner. Which one? Oh, he when got, they said, uh, "Where is so and so?" and she's like, "He got screwed, dude." I was like, are you, you know what's are funny? Is you mentioned that? Listen to this. I was listening to the uh, the commentary, and uh, the director took that out because he thought the same thing you did was oh, how stupid. Yeah. But some of the, the he, he was doing test screenings and stuff like that, and some of the people who'd like like some of the like the workers or whatever, someone who'd seen the first one. And the second one noticed that that line was taken out, and we're like, "Where was that line? Oh, it's really? awesome!" Oh. So he ke- so he ended up keeping it Uh-oh. in. And there are actually a couple of different versions of this that are keeping stuff in, moving stuff out, and because, um, you know, like I said, it sat on sh- it was just sat around for two years. So there's a lot of time, you know, to to decide on what exactly you want. Mm-hmm. But that was one of the things that they mentioned. He ended up putting it back in because I thought it was funny. I mean, yeah. it's come on, it's Friday Thirteenth, Jason movie. Give it a it's break. awesome. It's awesome. Um, anyway, so, you know, we go through about an hour of, uh, kind of the same thing, but then, uh, KN decides that, uh, it's time to go kick some ass. Go home alone on that bastard. <laughs> he, go, Joe Pesci <laughs> is now Jason. That's exactly Jason plays right. Joe Pesci. Anyway, so, basically what happens is she goes in with all this hard artillery and blows the shit out of Jason. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately... She blows him right into this uh, one of those nanobot chambers, and uh, you know after after that after he gets blown up, everybody thinks everything's fine, and you know they're going to escape. They find a spaceport and all this other stuff, and uh, but it turns out that these nanobots have been repairing Jason, and unfortunately they have not only repaired him but they have made him into Uber Jason. Mm-hmm. Which you know, if you seen the movie, come on, it's freaking awesome. It is awesome. You cannot take this movie seriously. I'll, I'll I'll tell you that right now. But if you're going to watch it, you're not taking it seriously. I everyone should know. I completely by now. agree with you. Um, anyway, so you know, Uber Jason comes out, kicks it. Kicks is that ass. what his official name is? Well, that's what it is. In really? The, uh, well, that's what it is like on IMDb. Oh, that's and, cool. And we, you know, that's what they call them on uh-huh. commentary and stuff like that too. Anyway. I, you know the the movie goes on from there. It's you know just more of more of kind of the same fights back and forth. And of course we don't want to give out the ending because there's a great twist at the end that will not really. There's no twist. No today. twist on this. Um, but anyway, so so honestly, what did you think about it? So uh, as far as what do I give it? Well, just I mean, I, I you, thought you this saw, was a good ride. I mean, but you told me to you, as we talked today earlier. You were like, I remember being a lot better in this. Well, set. I do. I remember being a lot better because you know I'm watching this in 2001 or something. Right. You think about the movies that have come out since then, with just like the the ultimate of computer, you know, animated and that's, whatever. And, that's too, that's and so I go back and look at this, and where I had thought it was living up to the the technology that we had and stuff. It, it you know, I, I mean, thought they were decent. But all, but you're right. right. I mean, they weren't they weren't like uh, well, you know, some movies that come out. It wasn't like Star Trek. No, uh, special effects. But that's what I'm saying is we've seen those that stuff now to where it's like wow, they've come a long way even but, since 2000. But it's a lot better than like the next generation. Oh yeah, <laughs> you no, know, it stuff is. Like that, no, it so. is. And 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 so I liked it. I mean, like you said, when you get when we're talking about Jason Ten 
Right. Exactly. Uh, you know, you know what you're going to get with it, and if you go in there with expectations that these are Oscar-winning movies right. and should be considered for talking anything beyond, hey, that was hilarious. Right. Then you, you're seeing the wrong movie, and so I enjoyed it and appreciated it. You know, I think we would be remiss if we didn't mention one more scene, and that is um, basically what happens is they're they're trying to get get off of the ship, and they're trying to escape to. Uh, you know, basically just kind of to a different compartment of the ship than where Jason is. And there's a rescue ship that that's, has pull, you know, going to pull up and, you know, they're, they're going to try to escape. Well, one of the ways that they decide to do that is to um, just kind of keep Jason busy and distract him for a while. So they get him into a holodeck. I guess, for yeah. lack of better word, I don't remember. I don't know That's what exactly what the what term is, is, but it is a, a holodeck, um, and they they basically recreate 1980s Crystal Lake type of stuff. And in this scene, one of the greatest lines of all time, the girl goes, girl goes we love premarital sex," yeah. you know, and you know they're uh, of course in the, you know. Everybody's seen it, so everybody knows what's going on. But great, the pro, the I I was I love that scene. Don't mm-hmm. get me wrong, you know he mm-hmm. gets the girl in the uh, in the uh, sleeping bag and beats her up a little bit. I I wish I didn't know this, but because they had much bigger plans for that scene. I mean, there were a couple of uh, boobs in that yeah. scene, but they had they had a lot more extravagant scene really? planned out for that. Basically, it was uh, they were going to have topless volleyball. They were going to oh, really? have like a like uh, Jason's mom uh, confront Jason in there, you know, and just kind of talk. You couldn't about, get oh. that for fourteen million. Well, I, no, I don't. I don't know. I can't remember exactly why they didn't end up doing it. But the fact remains is topless volleyball. That you kidding awesome. me? We missed out on that. Do you know what's funny about that? Uh, is I remember. The only two Jason movies I had seen at this point when I first watched this uh-huh. was um, Jason Goes to Hell, uh-huh. and no, I'm sorry, I did I saw Jason. Was it the one? Yeah, no, Jason Goes to Hell, and then I saw this one. Oh, really? And I did not realize until that point when the girls were saying, "Oh, we love premarital sex." Right. Then it clued into me. That's when it dawned on me what the whole thing was for the whole. Series yeah, if you see the, if he, you see those two, the first you yeah, it's you don't it's weird. You probably wouldn't even. Really, well, I didn't really know. What, I just knew that he killed people, but I didn't realize that it was because they were having sex. Right. Until I saw that scene, I was like, oh, okay, that's kind of an interesting concept. That's weird. That, that's where you saw those two first mm-hmm. without even having any of the background. Yeah. Oh, well, whatever. I don't judge you. Well, I didn't know how the first one ended until I actually watched it. Right. Until after we started this podcast. Wow, that's how dumb I am. You're not dumb. Oh, okay, you're inexperienced. That. Oh, thank you. Anyway, it, that uh, the holodeck scene I've got to I've got to say really boosted this movie up for yeah, me man. a little bit. Anyway, that's that's. I, uh, I gave it a buy. I gave it a buy just because it's different, uh-huh. and I I think it did pretty well. I mean, it was kind of funny, and like I said, I enjoyed the ride. <laughs> so. A couple of things on the on the commentary. Mm-hmm. It it starts out kind of rough because it seems like the guys kind of have to get comfortable with each other. And uh, the freaking director, I, I just think he's kind of a pompous ass a oh, little yeah. bit. And he also goes off on one part about his personal philosophy about violence in movies in the NPA. So it's like, you know what, people, just talk about the movie. We yeah, don't right. give a shit about your personal philosophies. Yeah, right. If we did, no, we don't. If we did, then we would listen to your podcast. All right? <laughs> Other than that, just shut up. <laughs> anyway, no, it, but but honestly, after the first little while, they it, they seemed to settle in a little bit, and it actually became kind of it, it was good. It was no Freddy versus Jason commentary, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but it was definitely pretty good. 
Anyway, uh, kick to the balls is that hippie guard. Yeah, I'm sorry, the hippie student. Yeah. For getting your arm chopped off by Jason when he was frozen. <laughs> how, big That's a, a good one. how big of a pussy do you that need to be to get one. your arm chopped like off it. when Jason is in cryogenic sleep? I like that. I, I have, let's see, my kick to the balls is the professor for wearing a nightie, getting his nipples twisted and yelling, you pass. Yeah. That was so gay. <laughs> yeah. And then well, that was with a woman. Well, that's true. And the second one is for the robot dude, Celeron, for not wanting nipples on the robot chick. Dude. He was trying to talk her out of it. I mean. You need nipples. Yeah. Why Why would you do that? So those are my two. You need nipples. nipples. So the memory count on this was four. Yeah. And what did I learn? Sex scenes from the future are ultra lame. <laughs> Solaris was rigged with explosives. They bumped that thing on the meteor or whatever, and yeah. it blew up. Yeah. Cam looks like Macaulay Culkin with the red wig on. We already talked about that. All the other stuff, like cryogenics, worked out. But you're a bastard for asking about beaming someone to somewhere. <laughs> okay. I didn't understand that. <laughs> and Jason mustn't have a guardian angel because he's always helping him come back to life. Yep. Who else said that? G- gave her an upload. That was Tiger Woods when asked about his mistress. <laughs> and six degrees, Peter Mensa was in Hidalgo with Vigo Mortensen. Who was in Appaloosa with Ed Harris and the Truman Show with Jim Carrey and the Majestic with Bruce Campbell. Wow, that is freaking great. We will be right back. Hi, do you like comic books? I don't. But I own Comics Empire 2000. Pew, 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 pew. We have all your favorite heroes from Disney, Marvel, and Dickie, like Super Guy, the Fantastic Fork, the Dark Man. And his sidekick, Robert, the uncanny X-Men, and there's nothing funny about them. The Green Lamp and his corpse. The Justice League. Girls, do you like Twilight? We can watch it back at my place. Hey, if you like funny books, I've been told you should listen to A Little Dead Podcast. So go to alittledead.com and hear comic book magazines and about horrors. Don't forget to come by to the shop. It's located three blocks off the center of 9th and Main. You can't miss it. It smells like paint. And visit alittledead.com.
All right, now we are going to uh, go on with uh, Wes Craven's new nightmare. God is our hope and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth be moved and though the hills be carried into the midst of the sea. Though the waters thereof rage and swell, and though the mountains shake at the tempest of the same. Out in 1994, it's written and directed by Wes Craven. IMDb gave it a 6.3, and I know Sam's going to take issue with that. I think that was a little high. Yeah. Um, production budget was uh, just about eight million estimated. Uh, the gross was uh, almost 18.1 million. You know what? I forgot to mention that uh, Jason X, by the way, was the lowest grossing. Friday the Thirteenth, or you know, Friday the Thirteenth series movie. Really? Ever. Yeah. Well, it only you know it only made what, um, what? What did I say? Let's see. Oh, it only made about three million. Wow. Oh, just under three million. Wow. So it's you know it's still low. It was it was it had a high budget for a Friday the Thirteenth, but the return was low. It was yeah. Spend fourteen million to get three. <clears throat> Well, yeah, to get whatever. Well, I mean, you got to think about it. You, I, I assume that in the budget they pay everybody, you know, yeah. they whatever, and they make two million on top of that. I, I mean, I guess I don't know how it really works, but hmm. I don't know. You know what? It's the experience that counts. Hey, I'm glad they did it. <laughs> you and me both, brother. Um, let's see. Uh, night. Uh, Wes Craven's new nightmare was starring Heather Langenkamp as herself and Nancy Thompson. Robert England is Freddy Krueger and himself. By the way, this movie is what fifteen years old. Yeah, and, uh, sixteen years old now that it's two thousand ten. Oh my gosh, that's right. But I think Robert England looks less and less like a wuss the older he gets. Yeah. Because you saw him in V, like the original V. Yeah. He looked like a freaking pussy. Yeah. Right. He he looked at this. You saw him in this nineteen ninety four. He still kind of looked like a wuss. But then you see him like re, like he's got like a goatee now. Uh-huh. And he looks more distinguished. And yeah, stuff like, like in two thousand one Maniacs or whatever. Well, yeah. Plus, I mean, even in even in uh, I've seen videos of him lately or interviews. Uh-huh. You know, lately meaning the last two or three years. I mean, I don't know how exactly how recent they are, but it's funny that he he doesn't. He looks more. He, he looks better the older he gets. Isn't mm-hmm. that kind of uh, opposite of how? That's it's how we're to gonna be. be. It's awesome. Well, I can't speak for you, but never mind. Right. I'll cut that shit. <laughs> um, Miko Hughes, Gage from 
Pet Cemetery played uh, Dylan uh. Porter. <clears throat> Wes Craven played himself. Uh, Sam's wishing he had uh, his, his, Sam's hero John Saxon played himself and Lieutenant Donald Thompson. I actually wrote down Donald Thompson, but I think it's Donald Thompson. Hmm. Uh, and David Newsom played Chase Porter. Uh, David Newsom was was uh, Heather's husband in this movie. Mm-hmm. Name something else he was in. Five, four, three, two. Dude, he's freaking Sam Beckett's brother. Do you know who Sam Beckett is? I recognize that name. Quantum Leap? Uh, you know what? I was going to say that. I should punch you in the nuts you should. right now. You should. <laughs> All right. So I've been kind of... Well, we'll go into the synopsis and the plot in a little bit. But mm-hmm. why don't you give us your overarching thoughts of this before we do why the hell did they do this really i I, you know i did not like this movie um very much at all and i'd never seen it before and and i always it always intrigued me a new nightmare and and heather leggenkamp is playing herself and i'm like how is this going to fit together and you know what (laughs) i hated the fact that 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 so much of the acting was left up to that little kid because he was annoying, and I didn't like it, and a lot of it had to do with him. And I'm like, this is not scary. This is slow and annoying. I, you know what? I cannot believe because I, I freaking love this movie. I watched this with my elbows on my desk on my iPod with my hands on my head for the whole hour and 50 minutes and 47 seconds. Really? I did not like this movie. I, I'm sorry. I really liked it. That's so really? funny that it's so much different. Cause I, in fact, I've was. I mean, i seen this, obviously. I've seen it before and uh, probably a few times. And it's like, I remember it being better this time really? than in the past. I enjoyed so it. So why more. do you like it, though? That's, I just I think it's a good story. I you know I don't I didn't have a problem with the kid. Uh-huh. I don't uh, I I you got to see <laughs> you got to see uh, Robert England look like a big wuss. I you know I don't know. I thought it was a good story. I thought it was. I mean they kind of tried to make it a little bit deeper. You know like they did. What was it? It was it part six where they um, where they decided that Freddy wasn't Freddy per se. He was those three squids. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that, that was part six, right? That I was that so. was the one right before this. Is I guess what I'm asking. And so you know they kind of took that a little bit. They kind of took that angle a little bit and kind of ran with it. I just thought it was kind of like self engrossing. The Wes Craven's in it. Self indulgent. Uh, there you go. That's that's the better word. Self indulgent. The Wes Craven's in it, and you know these people are trying to play themselves, but then mix Freddie into it. And I just you know what I'm going to go out on a limb here. Yeah. I'm going to say that. Number three was my all-time favorite, uh-huh. and then number one, and then this one. Really? Yeah. This one's really close to number one too. Mm. I like number three for some reason. Uh, three's I, my favorite. I, you know, I, I don't really think like I don't think Wes Craven. I think he thinks that all the ones in between are shit. Yeah. But I like those. Those three are my favorite. Huh. And uh, but this ranks up there, you know, with with uh, number was as good as number one. Anyways, well, let's talk about it for all a minute, right. even though you you hated it and. You were totally wrong about it. I'm just kidding. Uh, Basically, uh, what's going on is we're this is this is it's kind of a uh, and this is something I like too, but because the story is very different from any of the other ones. Basically, we are you know we're in L.A. or wherever, and and we are watching the real Heather Langenkamp playing herself, and basically it's this world where. The Friday, or the, sorry, the Nightmare on Elm Streets are just movies, 
and um, you know, in, in we're treated to kind of see, even though it's fake, we're treated to see, you know, kind of how these people are in real life, quote unquote. Even though, again, this is like a double movie, you know. Anyhow, um, basically, what happens is, and we'll make this quick, so so Sam, we don't have to, we don't have to torture Sam for so long. Um, Heather starts having nightmares. She, you know, she's having a couple of problems with a prank caller, and uh, you, you know. But uh, I mean, other, you know, other than that, in the beginning, they have a, you know, they seemingly a happy family, you know, and they have a nice house and pool in the back, you know. And so it seems like they, you know, they they kind of have a, a lot of stuff to be happy about. They, uh, what's going on is there's actually been a lot of uh, earthquakes recently in the movie. Um, but between that and the nightmares and the prank calls, Nancy is kind of on edge. Uh, or not, I'm sorry, not Nancy, Heather. Heather is kind of on edge. Uh, basically, she gets an offer to make a new Nightmare on Elm Street movie. And she declines saying, you know, um, you know, I've got a family now, whatever. However, she finds out that her nightmares started at the same time as Wes Craven who plays himself in this movie, like Sam said, uh, actually started working on the movies or on the, like the script or working on the flicker, whatever he does. Anyhow, uh, Heather's husband, who's actually a special effects artist working on this new Friday or new nightmare on Elm street. That, that's one thing I didn't get. He's there. He's there working on a new nightmare on Elm street glove and all that stuff. And they're filming, but they didn't know. She didn't know that they were doing that. That's weird. That's the only, that's a one main thing. I was like, what? It's only and, one. And well, th- that's the main one. Okay. But no, listen, I don't, I don't know. I, I thought that I missed something because I actually was kind of working on something in the beginning of this movie. Mm-hmm. So I figured I missed something and that was something different. Was I wrong? No, she just, she had the dream about it, about all the shit that was going to happen to these people. And then it ended up, ha- and then she, they woke up oh, and he was what? cut on his hand. And then she found out later that he actually so was. So that whole first part was a, was, it was a, a dream. That's my problem yeah. because I was working on something during that and I didn't catch that no, I was dreaming. It's been a long time. Of course, you have to have the dream sequence in there. So, well, okay, okay. There, you, you hate dream sequences. I, you know, it depends on how they're using it, but yeah, I don't. How do you, how can you hate dream sequences in Nightmare on Elm Street? Because they do it all. The, the, the biggest problem I have with this, but is you exactly love Nightmare on Elm Street. I love Nightmare on Elm Street, but this is nothing new to me. This was this was absolutely nothing. Oh, well, new. you think you're a badass? Now? No, no. But I'm just saying a new nightmare, and then you oh. know you have these people come in like they're acting like themselves. But it's the same story. Oh, there was nothing. There was nothing BS. new. BS. Nothing. New. BS to you. <laughs> what was new, dude? First of all, a lot was new. Okay. What? Okay. Here I go. Okay. Not a lot. <laughs> but listen, <laughs> this was a whole different story. Basically, what happens, and we'll just go over this real quick. All right. Nancy ends up, uh, you know, she, she's freaking out. Her son is starting to have nightmares, is starting to, uh, you know, sing the One, Two, Freddy's Coming for You song, and all sorts of crap starting to hit the fan. And uh, her husband dies. Her husband, and how does he die? He dies. He falls asleep, and Freddy gets him. You know what? That never happens, except <laughs> for in part three. Okay. What? Wait, wasn't one. no? There, oh, I know. I'm just saying, driving a car. Because there was one guy. There was one guy. I can't remember which one it was, but he was picking up that girl from the diner or whatever. He dies in the oh, yeah. wreck in his car. 
<laughs> so anyway, and then and then the Freddy hand looks like a, an action action figure plastic. You know, I which hated was awesome. That. I did, hate you know, that and because... Freddy was looked like they had just punched out little pieces of plastic and pasted it on his head. Listen, that, come, it's, come it's that kind of stuff that I just was like, oh. If you're going to do it and you're going to crown uh, you know, off I your achievement I, I Wes Craven, this is what you're going to do, why did you make such a I shit? Did, I did not mind the way that Freddy looked. However, I do have to agree with you. They, It's funny because in the Wikipedia and wherever else, they're like, yeah, the 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 claw looks a lot more menacing and it has bone in it. It's like bullshit, no, it that's doesn't. bone. <laughs> that's give, me, a- give me the oily, dirty glove with the, the metal on top of it. And it knife. did seem very clean. It, yeah, the bone, give, give me that the bones were white, or yeah. the the plastic. <laughs> no, but but you're right. I'm with you. Right. I'm on that one. I'm gonna quit bagging on it now because I know you like it. Oh, I, I, can't, I can't help it. You that's bastard. fine. No, that's fine. All right. Anyway, so um, you're right. I mean, this does get this does it gets into a lot of stuff where I can I can see where you're coming from, but I think a lot of the things that bothered you about it didn't bother me because there was mm-hmm. there were some things in here that were potentially bothersome. But I, but I didn't have a problem with. Did you know what was awesome though? What? That they worked in our favorite line. Screw your whole pass, <laughs> yeah, dude! I saw that she was even limping like that guy was. <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah. I thought that was funny. I laughed. They brought they brought back screw your hall pass. Well, basically, what happens is so the husband dies, the kid starts going crazy. They take the kid into the hospital. The kid has to stay in the hospital, and uh, because Nancy's freaking out, she um. You know they're starting to wonder about her, and, and why is he in intensive care? I well, he's in that. intensive care because uh, well, he uh, of course he he's uh, they think he might be schizophrenic, mm. and they but apparently they find out that uh, schizophrenia in children uh, has a lot of the same symptoms that uh, sleep deprivation does, and The Exorcist. It was <laughs> right there. The there same was stuff. Th- that was a dream. Yeah, that was a dream. It was, but it very very similar. But anyway, so <laughs> shut up. <laughs> So they have Gage in there, and in uh, and I, I'm skipping a lot of parts, and I'm being very, uh, very high level here. They uh, they put him in the hospital. They end up moving him to a uh, to another spot. <laughs> Nancy goes into this restricted area. Some nurse asks for her pass. Yeah. Screw your pass. <laughs> that was great. I saw that. I actually laughed. I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah, that was funny. Well. <sighs> Here's the deal, and, and here's here's where I think this movie is made or is broken, um, is when she actually I, I can't remember exactly what happened. Let's see, let me let me read here. She starts trying to figure out uh, what's going on. She so she talks to John Saxon, she talks to Robert England on the phone, and uh, you know she ends up even going to Wes Craven. And uh, first of all, Wes Craven has a freaking awesome view if that's his real house. Mm-hmm. I want to punch him in the nuts because that's freaking cool. <laughs> Second of all, um. They sit and talk about it, and uh, Wes, who is a great director, maybe not a great actor, yeah. but he's a great director. Let's just say that. Mm-hmm. Let's no, just leave yeah, it at that. Absolutely. Basically, they start talking. Uh, Wes Craven saying, "You know what? Uh, the script that I'm writing for this new Nightmare on Elm Street movie is coming to me all in dreams, and uh, you know, I have a nightmare in the night. I wake up and I write it down." And that's how I'm putting this together. And it's kind of funny because, and like I said, this is the make or break. Um, Craven says that there's an evil, uh, an ancient evil that has taken the form of Freddy. <laughs> You're, don't, don't roll your eyes, dickweed. 
Sorry about the dickweed. Um, there's an ancient evil took the form of Freddy because, you know, it, this is just an instance of it. It's been around forever. It's taken different uh, forms over the years. And just in, the, it's, in its most recent form, it has been Freddy. Which translated means we're just going to go ahead and dump the previous six movies. Bullshit! Because it doesn't no, no, mean no, no, anything. No, 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 listen. It, 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 why, why? It fits perfectly in that because even in number six, we find out that there's these dream demons mm-hmm. that Freddy's been this whole time. Mm-hmm. That has just taken this, this form of this uh, uh, evil child killer and blah, blah, blah. I, yeah, I, yeah, I guess. I think it, it all fits. I guess it, it, it fits looking back at it, but it's like, okay, then you're telling me this was not, that Freddy Krueger really didn't die and come back to life. What you're telling me is that Freddy Krueger died and this thing decided to become Freddy Krueger. That's what we're telling you. Okay, which, I, which I did not like. I yeah, did not like and, and that's what I'm saying, because this, this, this throws a uh, wrench into the Nightmare on Elm Street engine. But the thing is, is they already did it in part six. Maybe, yeah. you know, with, with really shitty sperm, 3D sperm. <laughs> That probably ended up on the ceiling, and somebody had to go pay three hundred bucks to clean. Okay. <laughs> Anyhow, um, so well, and this is the part that that was that was kind of touchy for me. He goes, "Okay, they, they talk about it, and apparently this evil is kind of like a genie, yeah. and how you defeat this genie, you can't defeat it, but you, all you can do is contain it. And instead of a lamp." This genie is held in a story. Mm-hmm. So as long as you tell the story, this genie cannot affect the real world. And I thought they were going to go looking for Atreyu and the the, the uh, princess in the castle. I'm a luck <laughs> dragon. That's exactly where they were going. With Say my name, Bastion. I've said that before on the podcast. Smoky Bill's going to kick my balls. That's in. awesome. That was great. No, but, uh, okay, so, and since the, the, the Nightmare on Elm Street movies were over, haven't made it in a while, he's been set free. Yes. Basically, he, yep. he's trying to escape into the real world. <laughs> Save my name. That chick turned out hot, by the way. Did she? I looked her up. <laughs> you were like, you know what? I have had the fantasy of a child for so long. I well, wanna- but when I was younger, she was like the hot thing. She was. And so when I, I just bought the movie last year for my kids so uh-huh. they could watch it, and I went IMDb. That was the only thing she was ever in. She was a dancer, but they had pictures of her when she was older. I was like, wow. Really? She turned out hot. I'll have to go check that out. Mm-hmm. How about a tray? Yeah, he turned out to be like this uh, weird, druggy guy. That he then did. Now he has, I can't remember if he owns his own tattoo parlor. He was boxy on uh, Battlestar Galactica, too. I never saw that. The original. I didn't know that. Anyway. What about Bastion? Just kidding. I don't, I don't know care. what happened to that dude. <laughs> anyway. Oliver? I don't know what happened to that yeah. I'm such a nerd. <laughs> um, anyway, so basically, what, wh- how Wes said that they need to overcome this is to play Nancy one more time yes. and put him back in the story. Yes, now, okay. not a stretch. Okay. We're not going to make shit up. It's going to fit know, perfect. I... I I don't care. I freaking thought this was a, it was a new idea. It was in a new setting. This was not a new idea. Well, it was a newish idea. No. no it was a new idea. No. This was this was different than I mean, the only thing new the, was the that vibe. these guys Listen, played themselves. The vibe of the movie was different than any than all the other movies in my opinion. It was it was kind of different. I, I, it was at, a, at first, yeah, at first it was, but then when it, when people die because they fall asleep or whatever. Yeah, you're right. I mean, it's just in the in, in the final scene in the boiler room yeah. was pretty was was very similar too. You know, and I remember watching this for the first time, thinking, "Man, I'm kind of bummed because Freddy's just not kicking ass from start to finish." Well, you know, what part of my problem was is because I had not seen this, I decided to watch for this one last. 
Uh-huh. So I watched, I watched Freddy vs. Jason directly before this one, uh-huh. and that may be part of my problem because I really like Freddy vs. Jason. I love that one. And then I sit in on this one. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. And I'm like, wait. where? I am now wait, falling wait, asleep. Wait, 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 wait. You're telling me that after watching Freddy vs. Jason, this story was a stretch for you. Not the fact that Jason had to come not back that, and kill not kids that, in not spring. Not that it was a stretch, but there was nothing that had to be re-explained in Freddy vs. Jason. <laughs> you know what? That's everything okay. Everything was, well, I, I take that back. There was some stuff that had to get re-explained a little bit. I so, didn't know that Jason had aguaphobia. I, I didn't realize that that was something in the other one. Agua, but, aguaphobia? Yeah. What is that like? Afraid of the water. Spanish, <laughs> Spanish speakers... <laughs> Fear of water. Yeah. It's not aquaphobia. It's yep. aguaphobia. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Listen, I have like a page and a half of notes. All right, let's get to it. And no, I'm. We we basically. Have, I've just kind of skipped over, it and we're. <laughs> well, this anyway. is like the only time I can think of where we're at. We're at serious odds about a movie. I I really like this movie. I don't I don't know what to tell you. It it's hard for me to sit here and defend it. I felt like the vibe was different. Mm-hmm. I felt like it was new. I like. I I think that uh, first of all Nancy or Heather does a good job in it. It's it's cool to see Wes Craven. Uh, you know, I mean it's cool to see him even though he's not the greatest actor or whatever. Who am I to judge, right? But you know, I I I I just have to disagree with you on this. Nah, it's fine. You know what? That that is fine. Um a couple of notes of things that I found interesting is John and this is what I was saying about A-list actors who um you know who who didn't yeah. didn't turn their back on their roots. Uh, Wes Craven was going to have Johnny Depp in this movie, mm. except for he didn't have the balls to go ask him to to be in the movie. Oh, really? And so I guess they met sometime later, and they were talking, and uh, Wes got the balls to say, "Hey, would you have been in this movie?" And Johnny Depp was like, "Yeah." Oh, really? Should ask me. Oh, that's you cool. Know, that would have been cool. That would have been to, cool. To, to, you know, because he'd made a couple of cameos in uh, non-West Craven directed, mm-hmm. you know, whatever, just on the TV or whatever. Mm-hmm. But no, that would have been pretty cool, and I think that's pretty cool. Um, all the earth, earthquake sequences in the new Nightmare was <clears throat> filmed a month before an actual uh, earthquake happened. Oh, really? So a lot of those things that, that, you know, that looked like earthquake aftermath was earthquake aftermath. Huh. Because they just went out there and said, you know what? You know what would be freaking awesome? If this place got decimated by an earthquake so we could go get some uh, some other shots of, of uh, destruction. Anyways, I'm sure that's not what they said, but that's what they did. Um, I guess it's... Um I guess it's... Uh, I guess that's all I got. Uh, I don't think this was... Uh, I don't think this was as cheesy or as, you know, as uh, over the top as some of the other ones. I, I felt like Freddy's uh, performance was a little bit reined in. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I didn't have a problem with the makeup. I thought I thought that uh, it did seem a little bit cleaner. It was there wasn't like flesh hanging yeah. off, and it was no. I know it's a plastic dude. It, it He's kinda, an action figure. There, but there was one scene. There was one scene where uh, the babysitter is protecting Gage. I mean mm-hmm. uh, Dylan mm-hmm. in the hospital where he goes and he actually kills uh, the babysitter, and that's you know. She, you see her flying around, mm-hmm. you know, without. And the nurses, of course, can't see what's go, can't see Freddy because they're not. She, they're not in the dream, so they actually be, start believing at that point. But his his makeup in that scene was pretty dark. It was different than it yeah. was darker. It was a little bit redder. It was a little bit. That I was probably the productive. best scene in the movie. I thought. Was that? I, I like that. I like that scene. And of course, the the la- the end of the movie had a great. Um, Kind of a battle scene, in my opinion, it was really good. I, I enjoyed it. Battle scene between Nancy and uh, Freddie because apparently Nancy 
it's it has to or Freddie has to get past Nancy to make it into the real world for some reason. Mm-hmm. But anyway, because he was the, she was the first one to embarrass him. Right. She she was strong, but it was Nancy. Wes. But the strength came from you, Heather. That's right. <laughs> you loved it. I like this show. So what did you give it? I give it a bye. And I give it an AMC. I think yeah, you're right. I think that's the I think that's probably one of the biggest uh, disagreements we've had. Well, yeah. What are you doing? Well, fine. What are you doing? No, no mam recount in there. That um, did me out. What did I learn? That singing REM does not keep you awake. <laughs> <laughs> Nightmare on Elm Street is on TV all the time, every day. All the time. Yeah. Uh-huh. Even, Le- even if your TV's unplugged? That's right. Heather Camp should play in the NFL with catches like she had when her son fell off. That was pretty solid. That's good. And the last one is screw your past can be recycled. Yeah. Screw your past. Who else said that? You've got to get back on the horse sometime. That's the Mr. Miyagi of donkey shows. <laughs> oh. I knew I'd get you to laugh. <laughs> That's nasty. And then my kick to the balls goes to Heather Leggenkamp for being Nancy Kerrigan with a with a vaginus. What? What are you talking about? She looks exactly like Nancy Kerrigan. Oh, waste you for that. Uh, Nancy and, Kerrigan looks like her. And then... Uh, uh, the other kick to the balls nomination goes to the makeup artist for making Freddie look like an action figure. Dude, my <laughs> okay. You know what? I- I'll give you a little bit of that. I'll give it to you a little bit. My kick in the balls goes to the first of all that uh, doctor who looks like um, a balding bony skeleton, <laughs> the black lady. Oh yeah, yeah. and uh, not really, but uh, it goes to her for. Getting all pissed off and all judgmental when uh, telling t- how Nancy had to raise her kids. Yeah, right. When she's like, "Are you letting him watch your movies?" Yeah, it's like, I let my, maybe it's because I'm a little sensitive because I let my daughter watch Drag Me to Hell. You did? Yeah, oh yeah. Oh really? She loved it too. Did she had she? a great time. That's good. Job. But anyways, I'm just maybe I'm just a bad parent. All right, and then Six Degrees. John Saxon was in From Dust Till Dawn with Danny Trejo, and From Dust Till Dawn Two with Bruce Campbell. Yeah, I've been sitting here watching flicks till my eyes are red. Been watching Evil Dead and Argento's Deep Red. Been watching Night, Dawn, Dayland and Return of the Living Dead. And I feel no shame while my talk's profane. Just like Malcolm McDowell, I'm singing in the fucking rain. If you don't dig my shit, then answer me this. Why so serious? If you're into horror, cult, exploitation, or just kick-ass movies... From the badass to the just plain bad, check us out at jafnp.com. Just Another Fucking Movie Podcast is not a review show. We go beyond the screen to discuss the what's and why's of the genre's great classics. Leaking cowboys and watching killers in black And watch this motherfucker take it in the head with an axe And say, hey, hey I'm digging Bruce Campbell saying, hey, hey Now I'm watching some drama saying, hey, hey Digging Ilsa and Olga saying, hey, 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 hey J-A-F-M-P dot com
right, we're back with one movie to talk about. And it apparently is, I mean, maybe Sam will actually give this one a chance. You know, because he so misguidingly I like that last this one. one. This one's good. <laughs> Just um, Freddy vs. Jason came out in 2003, directed by Ronnie Yu. Miller was uh, the writer, and uh, IMDb gave it a 5.8. What? So that is 0.5 less than, is that right? Was it 6.3? Yeah. yeah. 0.5 less than... Uh, really? Indeed. Uh, the budget was $30 million. However, this almost made $115 million back. Wow. So yeah, this was, this was kind of a big one. Uh, Robert England, of course, played Freddy Krueger. Ken Kurtzinger played Jason Voorhees. Uh, Ken Kurtzinger, it's actually funny that uh, there's, I guess there's this big uh, problem because Kane Hodder wasn't, uh, didn't play Jason in this. And there's this big controversy and Sean Cunningham, who actually, um, he didn't, he, he was just kind of involved in this. I don't know ex- in, in what capacity exactly, but he wanted uh, uh, Kane Hodder to play it. But Ronnie Yu was just like, you know what, we need, I, I want a bigger guy. I, I want one that's less deliberate in his, uh, you know, in his delivery of this, this whatever. Um, and so they chose instead of six foot three Kane Hodder, they chose six foot five Ken Kurtzinger. Uh, Ken actually had done stunts in uh, Part Eight, you know. Oh, the, and really? remember, he was that uh, the dishwasher or the cook at that. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, he's oh, that okay. big guy that did that. Okay. So, so yeah, that's who played Jason. Uh, Monica Kina played Lori Campbell. She's not ugly. No. Jason Ritter. John Ritter's son. Yes. Take a look at him. I have no jokes about that. Why? Because he died. Since when do you respect the dead? For the same reason I didn't use the Kurt Cobain. Who else said that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, he played Will Robbins. Uh, Kelly Rowland. You know what? I didn't know she was in a band until, uh, like, she's in, uh, what was that one? With that, she that the, one. Is she the black girl? Mm-hmm. Because she looked familiar. She was in. She was well. It wasn't a band. I mean, she was like some of those hip hop things with that really famous girl. Oh, it's uh, yeah, Destiny's Child. You're uh, yeah. You're yeah. right. What's that girl's name? Uh, Beyonce. How did I forget that? I don't know, but I knew exactly what you're talking about. Okay. Oh, that's, oh, that's yeah. She was she was in that. Um, Chris Marquette played Charles Linderman. Uh, Brendan Fletcher played Mark Davis. Catherine Isabel. Charles Linderman. Linderman. Is that his real name? No, no, no. Chris Marquette played. I know, but Charles Linderman was the name. Charlie Linderman was the name of the character. Because that's the name of the bad guy in Heroes season one. Are you serious? Yeah. 
Uh, that I is bizarre. Would not know that. Played by uh, Clockwork Orange. What's his name? The uh, the main guy. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I can't remember his What's name. What's his freaking name? I love that guy. Oh, now I'm gonna get kicked in the ball. I can't remember his name either. Anyways, I'll <sighs> cut. I'll just cut that out. Um, Catherine Isabel played Gibb. I love Catherine Isabel. Mm-hmm. And Lachlan Monroe played Deputy Scott Stubbs. And Lachlan Monroe is the same guy. Is the guy who was talking to yes. uh, Ken Kurtzinger yes. and, and flipped uh, each other with uh, their towels in the gym. Went all night on Elm Street Part Two on each other. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, first of all, there's something I have to get off my chest about this. Yeah. And um, this really disturbs me deeply because I didn't know this until fairly recently. Uh, Catherine Isabel's nude scenes yeah. had a body double. Yeah, I remember when I was watching that, I remember somebody telling us that. I think it was uh, <laughs> I think it was uh, Eric from uh, the, the Dark Hours podcast. Mm. I think he crossed me on that one. Mm. I should kick him in the balls. Mm. But uh, anyway, so get your hopes down, guys. When I say hopes, I mean cocks. So, <laughs> all right, that wasn't her. Sorry about saying the word cock. I, I know that it. we're I know that we're all trying to be good and stuff. Because <laughs> your aunt's listening. <laughs> oh, anyway. Terrible. Uh, let's see. Um, I got a ton of notes on this, so. I think I think that I think that uh, let, let's I don't think the story's too deep. Mm-hmm. Let's go over the story a little bit and then go over some of the notes. Uh, Freddie is trapped in hell. Apparently, this is in Wikipedia. I don't know where exactly he was. He was in some kind of uh, uh, what do you call that uh, state in the middle purgatory. He's maybe in some kind of a purgatory. Uh, he's pissed off because the children of Springwood have forgotten about him, and uh, that renders him powerless because I guess he feeds off the fears. Or maybe what it was is he was in a lamp, and he needed to be in a story. Or you know, he wasn't in a. St- Shut up, Mike. Whatever. Anyway, so okay, um, he finds Jason. You know, basically he's like he wants to start killing people, but he can't. So, brilliant idea. Idea. He finds Jason, pretends he's you know sitting in the grave or whatever. Jason's dreaming because uh, you know apparently he's unconscious, some kind of thing. He's completely dead, but he pretends to be Jason's mom. And he convinces Jason to get up to go commit some murders in Springwood, where is where the original nightmare took place. Now, can I, just real quickly, <clears throat> sure. so Wes Craven did not do this one. No. Because this one just completely destroyed the whole premise for a new nightmare. No. Yeah. Why? Because Freddie's saying that he has no power because no one remembers him and is telling his story. And the other one says as long as they're telling the story, he doesn't have power. I'm just, I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to piece all this shit together, dude. Anyways, all right. dude, that's a, you know, that's a good freaking point. That, well, I, I don't know, I don't know if it's that they're not telling a story, but they're not scared of him. He, they don't he remember. Feeds him. Off fear. His whole thing is they don't remember. You're me. right. So it, as long as people are telling his story and they're thinking about him, then he's got all the power in the world. You know, I didn't even. Uh, good job, bastards! Way to get your strings crossed. <laughs> You know what? Touche. All right. Touche well, to you. you. I don't know which one is right. You're still a bastard. That's and, fine. And you're lucky like that you're sitting far away because <laughs> I would uh, kick you in the balls. <laughs> I just, I don't know which one's right, but I just was making an observation. How about right. that? Right. How funny. I, you know, I didn't, I didn't even pick up on that. That's freaking great. Um, all right. All right so let, let's continue this real quick after I, you just, you just hurt my feelings a little bit. <laughs> 
fuck, right? Anyway, so okay, so the kids have forgotten about him. So what do you? What do you, this is his great idea. Yeah. He decides to wake Jason up and have him go kill people in Springwood, so the people of Springwood would maybe think it's Freddy and become scared of him again. Mm-hmm. Well, Springwood don't put up with no shit. Springwood. You know, they, they, they think it's him, you know, in the beginning when Jason goes and kills. He actually shows up to a house party where, uh, not a house party, there's just, a, you know, four girl, three girls and a couple of dudes show up. And, uh, of course, they All have... A lot of Nightmare 1. Yep, they have premarital sex, yep. and uh, but it's not Catherine. Kind Eagle, of. It was more like premarital twitch. <laughs> From what I remember, Ginger just kind of flopping around on top of the dude, and it wasn't really... That's not like that for you? Just no. Too, I'm t- Whatever. No. But anyways, uh, so he goes in there, and he actually has a freaking great kill in this. <laughs> yeah. He bends a dude backwards in a fold-up bed. By the way, I don't really know why there's a fold-up bed in a normal house, you know, where where you think a fold-up bed may be in a guest room or, or you know, maybe in a garage just in case. Yeah. But there's persons in a fold-up. Never mind. That was okay? awesome. Never mind. It created one of the best deaths. And it, I think it was the master bedroom because there I mean, there was a bathroom attached to the bedroom itself. What do I know? Yeah, right. Well. Maybe they're really rich in every bedroom. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was like the Brady Bunch's bathroom and the boys' room was on the other side and this was the girls' room and, and they, they, they meet in the bathroom in the middle for uh, wanton orgies just like the Brady's. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so, Okay. So he shows up, starts killing, uh, you know, kills kills the the kid there, and, and of course the rest of them freak out. Um, the, they go to the the police department, and of course the news is doing, you know, is reporting on this. Well, meanwhile, up at uh, Weston Hills, which is an insane asylum up the street, or you know, close in close proximity, relatively, um, this guy named Will has been uh, committed there, and he has a buddy named Mark. I think it's Mark. Is that right? Yeah, Mark. Anyway, so they as they're in the line to get their medi- medicine, they they Will happens to see the newscast going on. So you know, I listen. Turn that up. I need to see it because I know who lives in that house and whatever. He starts getting worried. Turns out that he was actually Lori's estranged boyfriend that disappeared without saying anything or whatever. And Lori still had a thing for him. Blah blah blah. We're not going to talk about the relationships. Okay. Thing. Anyhow, so it turns out that they end up wanting to escape from that place. So um, they had to show, Mark had to show his butt. Mm-hmm. And, fart uh, on the window. Yeah. Well, they added the fart and post, by the way. Oh, did they really? Yeah. Okay. I, I learned that they from the... They couldn't do that on command. Huh? I don't know what a wuss, right? But um, anyway, so he, he got the keys. They escaped. They, I don't, where, they, they go to their house and apparently Mark's older brother committed suicide. I don't know why, because he had the biggest kick-ass van of all that time. That was an awesome van. I know van. why he committed suicide. Why? It's because he got it, the shit kicked out of him by Ralphie on A Christmas Story. <laughs> <laughs> was that him? Are, you're right, dude. Oh, you are right. Oh, my gosh. You get your butt kicked by Ralphie. There is no other Later on, that shit comes back to resurface itself, and you will kill yourself in the bathtub. <laughs> oh, my gosh, dude. That is freaking great. That kid was ugly. I mean, he's not, like, handsome now, but he was ugly yep, back then. Yep. Wow. Wow, that just blew my mind, man. <laughs> Anyways, uh, well, and just so you know, at this, uh, it, it, I forgot to mention, at Weston Hills, they have been giving these kids Hypnosil, which was brought up in Nightmare on Street Part 3 by Nancy and her big big study going on back then. But it prevents you from dreaming, and that's one of the main reasons why um, Freddy was forgotten. 
Anyways, they the girls decide that they're going to go to a rave to forget about the bloodshed that happened the night before. Mm-hmm. They go there. Of course, Jason shows up um, and starts. Uh, there's a, there's a couple of great kills. First of all, uh, you, first of all, note to self: <clears throat> don't make fun of of Jason like he's a hillbilly because he will make you pay. That's right. And if you look like a pig, don't tell Jason to go f a pig. F a pig. <laughs> I'm gonna go. F- Why don't you go find a pig to f, man? When that's, you look like a freaking right, pig. That's true. Because basically, what might happen is he might. F you with your with his sword, Ouch. his machete. Well, <clears throat> so apparently what's been going on? We've been skipping. I mean, we've been going pretty fast um, because of all the talk of Freddie that's been going on in the in the police station, and because uh, you know people are just starting to suspect and people are starting to get scared again. Freddie thinks that you know what? It's time to start killing again. So at the, at the rave, Catherine Isabel is that her name? Damn. Catherine Isabel, oh my gosh, you got it right. Catherine Isabel passes out drunk and uh, goes into a dream, and of course, Freddie's there in a dream. And uh, the, uh, even we're not even we're not even talking about the the one rave dude who decides to go to have sex with her without her knowledge as she's passed out. That guy gets my kick in the balls award for number one. Me too. For not for for two reasons. Number one, having so many freaking glowy shit on yeah. you. That's what a dick. Yeah. And of course, second raping a passed out girl. Well, mine is a little bit different. I have Billy Idol for kissing Ginger instead of tapping her when she was unconscious. Because he yeah. didn't go to rape her. He just wanted to kiss her on the ear. <laughs> so so your method would have been a little different? That's what you're saying? Um, Stop it! Yeah, Stop no comment. It. Stop it. Anyway, so basically what happens is Jason... Or uh, Freddie is is trying to take his uh, Catherine Isabel out, and she's like, you know what? He's he's getting stoked because you know he th- he's starting to feel like he's getting some of his strength back because people are remembering, and he's thinking, you know, this is going to be my first kill in her. However, he was interrupted because Jason, who happened to be at the rave, macheted through the through Billy Idol and killed Catherine Isabel, yeah. and he took that really personally. Like he got really mad that did not that, like that. Uh, Jason stole Freddie's kill. So that's where we get Freddy versus Jason because Jason wouldn't quit killing and and of course uh, Freddy got jealous and he wanted to do all the killing apparently mm-hmm. and so that that's where it happened and started the whole grudge. You think they could work together? Yeah, you think so? But those guys Whatever. are just greedy. There's no way they're greedy. Uh, one guy, he's actually an ancient evil, and uh, Freddy is just his uh, latest incarnation. Just thought you'd mm-hmm. like to know that. Anyhow, so the rest of the movie. Um, Freddie wants to kill Jason. Jason, of course, fights Freddie, and these kids. Jason just wants to kill people. Well, and, that, and that's what I'm saying. He, he only he basically wants to kill Freddie only because Freddie keeps trying to fight him. Yeah, you know. And you have different scenes in in Freddie's world and in Jason's world. Uh, the whole time, you also have, um, you know, the, this group of kids who are freaked out by uh, by what's going on, and then they're going to try to solve this scene. Couple great scenes. I mean, that, that's basically the synopsis. Couple great scenes. Um, I love the scene where what they do is is on the way back from that. I don't what what exactly happened. How did they get Jason in the van? I don't I don't quite. They remember. went in to get the hypnosil. That's right. So that they they needed those pills so they wouldn't dream. And so they went in right. to get the hypnosil, and Freddie was was in uh, the 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 reefer dude. He like he like right. inserted himself in the reefer dude, and so then when that came up, 
then he he put Jason to sleep with with the tranquilizer. Oh, you're right. But then they they the next scene is that they had Jason. They needed to take Jason back to Crystal Lake. They had figured all this out sitting around a table like on that '70s show. Uh huh. They they figured out exactly what was going on <laughs> like within a one minute. Scene. Right. But um, so they needed to pack him up, so they put him in the van right after he got knocked out. You're right. They were going to take him up there, and they were going to solve it and save the day. And that's actually where a lot of the ending happens. Is up uh, is up there. No, that's right. You're right. Um, I don't know. There was one great, one kind of creepy scene. Tell me if you think about this. When they went up to get the hypnosil at Weston Hills, there's this room where apparently oh, yeah. the hypnosil affected some kids and put them into a comatose state. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's basically a room lined with cots where all these people are laying down, passed out. It reminded me of Hellraiser. It did. Yeah. It did remind me of that. Yeah. And there was one point where they all just all were all of a sudden sitting up and pointing and being all creepy and, yeah. and stuff like that anyways. Um you have anything to add? I, I really liked it. I, I liked the fight at the end. It, it didn't it was hold anything fight. back. Right. And I really liked it that it was it was violent to the point where each was using their weapon of choice right. to really go after the other one. And and so I really liked how they ended it. I, I thought that the, you know, the very, very end with Freddie giving a wink was, was kind of stupid. But I liked, the, you know, you're talking like a 15-minute straight right. destruction of each other. And it didn't get boring. And, no, and it was, no I, it was good. Because you... I mean, this this movie rivals if doesn't if sur- if does not surpass if it doesn't surpass the fight in They Live, which after a while you're saying, like, what the shit is going on? <laughs> but this this fight was great. I mean, obviously it wasn't just fist fights, and there was like like Jason Pinball and all sorts of funny stuff oh. like that. <laughs> Sam didn't like that part. I didn't like that part. That was my other kick to the balls for this movie. <laughs> oh, really? The sound effects guys for using actual pinball pinball noises during a fight scene. <laughs> And then Freddie saying tilt yeah. after he oh, landed. Please. Yeah. <laughs> um there was a lot of uh the production for this movie there had been talks about making a Freddy versus Jason mm-hmm. ever since, you know, I, you know for a long long time, but especially ever since New Line uh bought or acquired the rights to the Friday 13th series from Paramount. And uh when did when did Freddy vs. Jason? I mean, not sorry, not Freddy vs. Jason. Uh, Jason goes to hell. Came out what eighty nine? Is that right? So it's probably about the same time. But they so, were taking jabs at each other. I remember when we did Friday the Thirteenth or Nightmare on Elm Street. No, Friday the Thirteenth Part Three, and the dog's name was Freddy. Is that I, is that I a jab? Thinking, I remember thinking, yeah, that they're kind of. Why would you use Freddy when? Well, well, I, I see what you're saying. I don't know if that was necessarily a jab, but it was probably a reference or something like that. Well, yeah, just. Or like, maybe that Freddy is a Fred, dog. Freddy is my bitch. Maybe. Okay. Uh, maybe. Who it's knows? a little bit of a stretch, probably. But it, uh, but anyways, uh, you know, I accept your stretch. Okay, Thank I you. can live with your stretch, and maybe Thank you should you. try to do the same thing with uh, uh, New Nightmare. No. <laughs> anyway, um, but there was a lot of you know back and forth. Tons of people. They they actually were planning on making this before. Um, Jason X and uh, Nightmare, uh, New Nightmare came out, but one thing led to another. Shit happens, and it didn't come out till two thousand three. Um, it was funny the stories, the potential stories that were happened, you know, that kept coming up. Uh, they varied wi- widely. They had, I mean, there's all sorts of stuff going on. Uh, one of my favorite ones was uh, that that was mentioned in the, the wiki is that Freddie molested and drowned Jason as a child. And um, 
That's where they that's where they get all pissed off at each other. And the second one was, and another one I liked was uh, that there was a cult of Freddy worshippers called called the Fredheads. I would have been pissed if they chose that. Wow. One. Uh, anyway, <clears throat> anyway, that's just uh, just a little bit of um, trivia for this. Um, I did find a couple of interesting things. Tell me, uh, tell me if uh, we think uh, if this is too dumb, I'll, I'll cut it out or whatever. But. Uh, I found it interesting that the casting call for Jason, let me read it to you, it says uh, uh, 20s to late 30s, 6 foot 3 to 6 foot 5, male, Caucasian. Why does it matter if they're Caucasian? Um, if you've ever participated in the WWE or your chest resembled a bulked up Arnold Schwarzenegger, you need not apply because Jason was not buff. Jason does not weight train. Jason is just big, not fat, big. Um, That's the actual casting <laughs> yes. call? Yes. Um, it says they looked into some classical training here. Um, Jason was not was going to portray in this film it, that it, more than just like a, a machete wielding crazy guy. He he has a lot of emotion, things like that, and uh, he does have a sensitive side. So I guess they tried to make him a little bit, and they did. I think with the you know with the mother thing and kind of being the strings being pulled by Freddie and whatever they you know they showed. A, I mean, not not a heck of a lot of a of a character that you kind of feel for, but I, I guess that's kind of what they were going for. Well, and then I, but the, how about the casting call for the, the little kid Jason in this one that gets chased around a little bit? Huh? I, I think that they gave up on it and just ended up getting computer animated, like reincarnations from uh, Kung Fu. <laughs> the little kid in <laughs> Kung Fu. Kid. I'm pretty sure they just like worked that in. Like, uh, you know how, uh, what's his name? Uh, Brandon Lee got killed and they had to work that into the crow. I'm pretty sure they did that with the really? little kid from Kung Fu. Body count was 24. Oh, that's a so, lot. So that's pretty good. There were some, uh, good nudity in it, especially, you know, uh, the, the very first scene was pretty funny. Like, that. Mm-hmm. well, not the very, very first scene, but, um, do you mind if I indulge? No, real please, quick. Please indulge. This is, and, and this is interesting and it might be a little bit boring. So I'm just going to read it. Uh, there were, as they were putting this together, there was actually a lot of different endings that they were thinking of, mm. and there, and the, you know, there were there were a bunch. I only, I'm only going to read one because uh, the other ones are, are not that freaking great. But um, the, eh, like I said, this is just one of the many. So nobody call it and tell me that I didn't mention a different one. Uh, one another ending that was considered had Freddie and Jason battling to the death on the dock. After the explosion, they end up in the fiery lake, and then something strange starts to happen. The water begins to move, churning, and the lake begins to drain. With the water there, within the water, there's a hole that opened up on the bottom of the lake bed, glowing red. Freddy tries to swim away, but Jason pulls, puts a death lock on his ankle and pulls him down. They both are reun. <coughs> excuse me. They both are reun. And, and sorry, and Lori is reun. Uh, sorry, whoa, whoa, whoa. and they both get dragged down. The next day. Crystal Lake is completely dry, and Lori is reunited with her father. Uh, they walk down to the dry lake. Dr. Campbell sees Freddy's claw on the ground, and he picks it up, vowing to destroy it for good. And then a red and green striped arm bursts through the ground, and he screams for Lori, but is yanked again. His other leg, blah, 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 blah. blah. Let me see. Let me get to the point where I care. Lori, claw on the screen. Okay. Jace, so Jason and uh, uh, Freddy are still going at each other uh, in hell. But then all of a sudden, a bunch of chains shoot out, separating them, separating the two, and you know, as they're, as they're trying to get at each other, um, 
when out of the darkness comes Pinhead. Yes. And he says, now what seems to be the problem? That's awesome. That, wouldn't that have kicked ass? That would have been awesome. Problem is, is they would have had to buy the rights to yep. Pinhead. Yep. And you know what? This kind of pisses me off, too. One, of the, It says here that uh, they kind of thought that Pinhead was a little bit too low rent for what for this series. And that, Are you kidding me? I think Honestly, I think Pinhead's darker than both of these I'd, guys. Absolutely. I would put up the, even with the shitty... Last three movies that had the Hellraiser series. I, would put I, that I up. wonder if I would put that up against either one of those series every day of the week. Every day, I I love I love Hellraiser, uh, Hellraiser. as a series. I think. Right I'm not going to say as a series, but I will say Hellraiser one through four, maybe oh maybe five because maybe five mm-hmm. five was the one mm-hmm. with uh, Craig Schaefer, but I would say one through five, yes, but six, seven, and eight, even deader though. I don't know. We don't need to get into it, but the problem is those two weren't written as, right. as Hellraisers, right. and they just yeah. shoot yeah. them. In. No, but anyway, but but I I just want to mention that one. That's that awesome. one, I think that would have been awesome. Are they redoing Hellraiser or not? Are yeah, they uh, you know what? There's been a lot of back and forth about it over the years, or over the last year or so. They uh, I haven't heard anything about it in quite a while. Wow. In fact, they had the guy who they, first of all they had the guy who the guys who directed. I think it was Inside. Mm-hmm. Uh, scheduled to direct that, mm. but then they then they they can those oh. guys, and then they got the guy who did Martyrs to do it. Oh, and then he bowed out. So oh. and 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 that's a, that, that was that was a long time ago. Call I mean, me, I'll do it. Yeah, I'll bet that was I bet that was almost a year ago. Wow. So I don't I don't know what's going on with that, but uh, no, I'd be interested to see. You know, it'd be cool to do a show of the remake of Friday Nightmare and Hellraiser. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Um, that's about all I have. I do have a kick to the balls for, uh, we talked about, oh, we already talked about this, uh, uh, what's his name? Billy Idol. Yes. But, uh, anyways, uh, I also had, uh, uh, Catherine Isabel's boyfriend, but it's okay. I don't feel like he was such a douche afterward because he got folded in <laughs> half Kinda backwards. Yeah. So what do you give this then? Oh man, this is, this is one of those ones where I'm going to give it a buy. However, the DVD itself, it, I have a two-disc DVD set, and it has a lot of extras, and I watched this with the, the commentary on it, and I mentioned it before in the show, it is one of the best commentaries I've ever, it went, it, I mean, it kind of ranged everywhere from very intelligent, you know, uh, interesting facts about the movie to basically cadaver tracks. Mm-hmm. It was hilarious. Mm-hmm. Robert England is, I, I will now, this is the only commentary I've ever seen by him, but I hope that he, I don't know if he's done any of the other Nightmare on Elm Street or any of other movies he's in, but I will watch that commentary. With the commentary and with that thing, I give this a bone saw. Nice, man. I freaking love it. I, I remember just laughing my ass off as I was watching this with that uh, with the uh, commentary. Well, I'm going to give it a buy, and then I'll have to check out that commentary because that, that would be fun. It's awesome. Uh, the memory count on this is a seven. It seemed like it was more. No, it, was, it just ended up being seven. I guess they were. I guess they didn't waste the time, and they were very potent. Yeah, they were good. They were. It was quality seven. <laughs> uh, what did I learn? Seeing your boyfriend folded in half and gutted isn't evidence enough uh, of his death that you should think he may be alive and follow him somewhere. Uh, yeah, I heard some typo negative in there. Oh, did really? You hear it in the background? There was during. Uh, it was uh, w- uh, in Mark's room. Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, the dude in the bathtub was the bully in a Christmas story. Jay hangs out with so other funny. people than Silent Bob. <laughs> That's right. Dude, that hot, that goalie is pissed. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
And then that group of kids should sit around and solve world problems. Brilliant! <laughs> and put a camera in the middle of it exactly. that, uh, that rotates. Yes. Jason has a, um, aquaphobia. We talked about that. There's a lot of aqua. Shit. Aqua. I said aqua because it's that's just. Oh, okay. You're hilarious. Anyways, there's a lot of shit I'd do for $10,000, but mouth-to-mouth on Jason is not one of those. No. You know what's funny is in the commentary, they were saying that, you know how he kind of spit up some yeah. when Kelly Rowland was about yeah. to go do it? She didn't know that was going to happen. It actually scared the shit out of her. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, stand-up night was a little bit uncomfortable with Kelly Rowland. Stan- yeah. When she started cracking jokes about Freddie, I'm like, uh, that just that shit wasn't really funny about the size she of was kinda, She was kind of she was kind of irritating in this yeah. movie. Not not all the time because you, you I mean she played a character that I think needed to be there, but every once in a while I just shook my head oh, and said, yeah. "Damn it." And then uh, who else said that? I've got a kink, come help me massage it out. That's a pickup line in a bar for guys with no arms. <laughs> Wait, wait. Do all the guys have no arms? Yeah, it's a, it's a bar. <laughs> so there's only one way to massage out the kink, because they don't know them have arms. I'm picturing this bar where there's all these dudes with no arms. Guy, they have to put the drink like right here on a little can the, holder. Can the, can the bartender have arms? <laughs> yeah, that's okay. probably all right. I was going to say, that's going to be a bunch of dudes. Oh, uh, never, never mind. Terrible. That's freaking Terrible. awesome. All right, so and then Six Degrees, Jason Ritter was in The Wicker Man <laughs> with Lily Sobieski. He was? Yeah. Uh, that movie he blew. Was, he was uh, bar barman number two. Oh, okay, good. Uh, with Lily Sobieski, he was in Deep Impact with Elijah Wood, who yeah. was in Sin City with Josh Hartnett, Virgin Suicides, Kirsten Dunn, Spider-Man, Bruce Campbell. Excellent. That that was uh, that was fun to do, and even though I know you didn't like New Nightmare, I, I those were three fun movies. That to was watch fun, and this we is, finished it off. Yeah, this is probably my favorite uh, Nightmare or uh, or Friday the Thirteenth episode that we've done. Um, for those of you wondering what the crap's going on, because uh, I didn't talk about comics, like I said, that should I did I thought there'd be too much stuff for this episode. But you know, Sam's got a big announcement. He's I have right a now. big announcement for the Cadaver Lab. So. Things have caught up to me a little bit, and I am going into podcast retirement. So for you know, and I realize that the the, the podcast is bigger than than what I am. So I, you know, I know this thing will will continue to go on with the the forums and with what Mike has into it, and and hopefully I can still be a part of it in the future. In fact, I uh, I'm hoping to do cadaver tracks with Mike, and uh, and then maybe do some uh, some things to to add to it, you know, here and there, but. Uh, as of right now, I've got to. I'm going to have to bow out for right now. So well, it's, but it but it's been fun. Well, I we're definitely going to miss you. Well, I appreciate that, and and it's been a lot of fun, and uh, I'm glad people have, have found some fun in it. And um, so, but but yeah, that's the announcement. That's a bummer, dude. It is a bummer. You just ended this off, and we're all bummed out. We had a great time, and then you come with that news. But Freaking bum me out. I know. As, so, anyways, as far as where where it goes from here, I I mean, I kind of have an idea. Of what of what's going to happen? I don't I don't really want it to end, and uh, Sam may get all the stuff figured out, and yeah. uh, I mean, there's a good possibility that in the future he'll be back. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I think what I'm going to do is we're going to we'll end that we'll end the podcast now. Mm-hmm. But uh, what I'm going to do is maybe talk a little bit more about it. I'll I'll I'll, I'll take a cue from Vaughn who loves to do his state of the podcast. Mm-hmm. I might just put something out in a few days and just and just kind of talk about. Uh, you know the future of it and the, the near future, and uh, 
you know, where we'll go from there. And, and uh, you know, we'll we'll just kind of see. It's still kind of open. I, you know, I'm still kind of struggling with making a decision on exactly what to do and how to go about it. But, mm-hmm. but anyways, we appreciate you being on, man. Well, I appreciate it. We, we hope you come back. Well, I hope you come back. And, and so do I. And, you know, I, you know that, that may be in the cards down the road. So, you know, we'll just, we'll just hope for it. And it's nothing serious. I'll still be around. Me and Mike hang out all the time. So I'll still be around. So all as your gay as, jokes will still be yeah. valid. So all the shit people are going to talk about me on the forums, you know, I'll probably see it and hear about yeah, it. Yeah, but you'll post on the forums about the same amount? Uh, probably. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, it's nothing serious, no health-related, just, uh, just, just, you know, it's, it's just time to kind of uh, go into hiatus for right now. So we'll see how it goes. Well, now I'm bummed out, dude. Sorry, man. Anyways. I'm uh, man. Um, yeah, oh, come on. <laughs> you, do I have to say it back right now? No. I, no. Yeah, I'm just kidding. So we'll leave it at that for now. Um, like I said, we'll, uh, um, we'll, we'll I'll come back. I don't know. I won't give any. You, you're, feel free to email. I don't know about uh, voice posts or anything for a while. Mm-hmm. So let's just kind of uh, we'll finish this now and uh, be on the lookout uh, for the state of the podcast. So for the Cadaver Lab, we will see you later. later.